1: Welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look of one of the classics, and joining me to look at such a classic this week from Plumbing the Death Star, it's Joel Dusha oh and Jackson Bailey. God, it's oh my god, both of us! Yeah. Boys! I captured you both in a net. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was surprising, because when you said Plumbing the Death Star, you were looking at Jackson, and I was like, okay, Jackson's going to go first, and then you're going to be like, and also from Plumbing the Death Star, Joel Dusha. but then you threw you flipped me... It.
1: Flipped it! And it
0: was hectic. Also, we're in the same room. Yeah. I know, it's the which first time
1: in a long time.
0: Yeah. We're allowed to be. That's true. And it is the first podcast I've done in a room with the people I'm recording with in, like, three 3 months. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you go and listen to another podcast Jackson and I are on Baseless Speculation, we yep. were reviewing The Suicide Squad, a uh, new DC mm. movie, and we found out mid-episode we were going back into lockdown yep. and that's all there.
1: <laughs> mid-episode. episode So yeah. it's the first half really pumped up and yeah, suddenly you like Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, this is awful. Well, we are like, yeah, and then in this like, I like this
0: in the movie, I like this in the movie, and then we find out and we're like, who cares, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this means nothing. Who cares yeah. about cinema. It's I'm sick fake. Of inside. <laughs> Uh, But no, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Yeah. So good to see you both in person. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's so good to see you too. From me and Jackson. (laughs) Thank
1: you, man. Thank you.
0: (laughs) This just speaks for me on matters (laughs) such as
1: this. (laughs) Now, I often ask if you've been reading anything lately.
0: Uh, Oh, have I? (laughs) Oh, uh, I've been reading heaps for some reason. This lockdown, I've gone book mad. Oh, book mad. Okay. I uh, so normally, and I think I probably brought this up on uh, previous episodes of Book Cheat. I love to read like stories about people, real life situations where people found themselves in survival uh, yeah. situations where people, you know, they got to cut off their own like nipples or whatever to survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They cut their nipple off and went,
1: "Hang on, this didn't help at
0: all." <laughs> what do you think? Maybe if I cut the other one off, oh, I'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> I don't know what this is doing. Um, <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> But this lockdown I started reading one about a guy who's he's nearly mauled to death by a bear and then he survives and he manages to like make his way, you know, back down the mountain or whatever. But I started reading it and I became so depressed at the fact that I couldn't go outside that I had to have a lie down on the couch.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> like I'm not allowed to get attacked yeah. by a
0: bear. This is something that listeners may notice from if you've heard Jackson and other things, but Jackson legitimately idolizes people that get lost in the wilderness due to stupid decisions and die. Yeah, they're they're my heroes. <laughs> um, but so well I was like well you know I'm not into that and then I follow on Twitter a, uh, a, a account called I think it's Hookland and it's just like a sort of folklory, horrory horror-y account and they were promoting this book called Damnable Tales which is a compilation of uh, folk horror stories from like 1816 to 1963 or whatever so I read that and now I'm on like a big horror anthology kick so I've read that I'm reading one of Victorian ghost stories at the moment alongside one on like a, a, a like world horror so they've collated a bunch of horror stories from people all over the world that weren't previously <clears throat> translated into english which is oh, really cool
1: right. i had no idea that existed yeah, i love
0: it it's great it's like uh, the stories from like the ivory coast from hungary from spain or whatever but yeah uh, translated into english so that's what i've been reading I've, I've got like three books on the go at the same time <laughs> i've been reading out loud to my partner a bunch of Bill Bryson books. So I've been book crazy this <laughs> lockdown. And I, sorry teachers, have been reading fuck all. <laughs> I read three or four volumes of a comic book series and there's only five of them and for some reason I stopped and just didn't pick it up again. Uh, pff, I've read some subtitles whilst watching movies. That counts. Yeah, that's really. probably, that's as much as a short book, I yeah. guess. Or, it depends how long the movie is, That's really. true. <laughs> <laughs> you could
1: like, word count all of the Matrix Reloaded.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny to say I'm watching, like, any movie that has subtitles when there's just, like, you know, like, when movies have, like, a brief scene where it's not in English, Mm. I'm like, I'm reading. So (laughs) not even watching (laughs) foreign language films, just watching, yeah, when the French guy spoke and The Matrix Reloaded, I had no idea what was going on. You're like, (laughs) ugh, reading. (laughs) Um, More of this. Did I start reading another book? I was reading a bunch of, like, manga at Mm. the start of lockdown, but then I also stopped doing that. It's almost like I lost all motivation because <laughs> yeah. lockdown sucked yeah. all energy out oh, of me. Yeah. Oh lockdown's yeah, lockdown's
1: hard. Yeah, it's tough. hard, but
0: it's over now, so whatever. Yeah, I read <laughs> well, we a whole read heaps f- of books
1: now. <laughs> read a whole goddamn library. Who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the book I've been reading this week is. Brighton Rock Ooh. by Graham Greene. I, I, every now and then I bring the book to the studio to show the guests, <laughs> yeah. like, like it makes it more legit somehow. <laughs> no, I like it. Well, last time I did Book Cheat, yeah. you
0: brought the book to the studio to show it off. You said you didn't really like it. I liked the look of it. I ended up with the book. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Have you still got that? Yeah. Have you read it?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I did read it. Whoa. I liked it. That's crazy. But that was a while ago. What now. book was this? Uh, uh, Night of the Loc Night of the Locust. That's what it's called,
1: right? The Day of the Locust. Day of I the Locust. Believe. That's crazy. Which includes a did character. You read it? <laughs> do, you, do you remember? it uh, claim to fame, it includes a character called Homer Simpson. Oh, my
0: God. You may know him from television. I do know him from television because <laughs> alongside all my books, I've been watching every season of The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like
1: uh, written in the 40s. Yeah. yeah.
0: And That's because, crazy. like, Great Gatsby is, like, one of my favorite books. Yeah. And it's the same type of every character is awful and it's yeah. very depressing. But this is much shorter than a Great Gatsby. That's cool. Any lo- Any actual locusts? No. sadly it's all metaphorical yeah. that sucks Holy, like look cause it's going to Hollywood and everyone's just uh, going to Hollywood they're like we're gonna either make it or die this mm-hmm. is more about the dying it's side sad, of it's not that. about that time in like 1930s America where there were too many locusts <laughs> <laughs> remember that time there were too many locusts
1: I can't I say I was there for it well, there was just one giant locust <laughs> had that's too many yeah, it's still, <laughs> too many. still
0: bad <laughs> uh, imagine so, I said no I don't have it I was like oh yeah I looked at it for a minute and just threw it away I just, I
1: Honestly, I had no recollection of me giving it to you. Mm. (laughs) I didn't enjoy it that much, so honestly, keep it forever. Yeah, well, that, (laughs) I think, was pretty much what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember
0: if it was on mic. I hope it wasn't. Mm. Just so. (laughs) Did I steal the book? Hard to say. (laughs)
1: Hey, fuck yourself out. And if you want a copy of Brighton Rock after this, well, only if you find out if I like it or not. Oh, Got to stick around. Yeah. Now, I didn't know too much about this. This is a book that I bought in one of those pop-up bookstores that say, Closing down everything five dollars or less, and mm. then two years later you go there and they're still there.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so very, yeah, very, very cheap book uh, in that respect. Yeah, quite mm. a lot of value. But um, I hadn't, I didn't know too much about it to be honest. I knew the name Graham Green being a, a, an English writer, but that is about it. Do you guys know anything about Brighton Rock? No. Uh, so, <clears throat>
0: Brighton Rock, I know is a Queen song, oh, okay. which features very heavily in the film Baby Driver, which is a movie oh, I don't like. Me neither. Oh. Featuring a lot of. Sex Pests. Yeah. And it's a terribly aged film, basically. But Brighton Rock is like the song to the finale of that. And I always found it quite annoying because it isn't... The song itself doesn't really match the tone of it. But Edgar Wright keeps saying he wrote the script that with the songs was in one mind. one of the most frustrating things for me about the entirety of Baby Driver. Everybody's like, it's crazy because it's like about the soundtrack. And I watched it and I was like... Every single song is discordant with what's happening in the movie. (laughs) Like some of it fit like the the opening credits. Yeah, that and that might be it. But oh man, that movie, I was everybody kept on eating its shit. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I loathed every second of it. (laughs) I remind you that this is a podcast (laughs) for the learned. And please. (laughs) Eating that shit. You're like, guys, you're eating shit right now. You're eating shit, right? Actually, I guess that's like Yeah, that could be like a metaphor. We're getting clever again because, like, you—you the common man sitting among among the rich, (laughs) among the the film skulls being like, "Mm, "I'm going to eat this film shit." You're like, "You guys are eating shit. (laughs) What are you doing?" (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was a Queen song. There you go. Yeah, it's not a single. Uh, and after hearing it, to be honest, it could be like an album closer or something like that. It kind of has that vibe to it. It's like a five minute song and it sort of builds, but it, it's set to a car chase. Mm, doesn't yeah. work. Anyway, I like that the front cover of your book says vintage green. Like, <laughs> yeah. well done. You've done it. <laughs>
1: vintage green. It's, a bit, it's, it's vintage green. <laughs> it's vintage oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, and also my copy. I I think it got rained on at one point. So it's looking a bit disheveled. I love
0: those pop up bookstores. Yeah. There's a, it's not a bookstore, but there's a rug sales place (laughs) near me. And it has a big sign in the front that says, closing soon. Sorry, I'll miss you. But it's been there the whole like three years. I've been living there. He's like, I'm so sad. You'll miss me. I'll miss you. I don't know who you are.
1: I I know he was the guy that will miss me. That's all I know about you.
0: (laughs) Surely opening a rug store on like a main street is just asking for it to be closed down. People buy one rug. <laughs> maybe two yeah. every ten years. Not from the same guy. No. <laughs> Nobody He's, has my a yeah. He's my rug guy. He's <laughs> my okay. rug guy. Because there's like a... Honey, do we need a new rug? I'm just nipping out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going go to go visit the rug
1: guy. I'm see <laughs> he Trent. He'll sort you
0: out. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a bean... Like near where I went to high school, There's like a bean bag store that had been closing down for I reckon five years. It did close down, <laughs> well, then good. reopened. What? <laughs> that's but ridiculous. Which makes me think that it was probably it was money never, laundering some point. But yeah, how many bean bags do you need? Don't put them in a don't open an entire shop. Again, on a main road. That's crazy, man. You want to be paying rent at the wazoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 50% like
0: off bean bags. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, it's great, but it's guess how many bean bags
0: they own? Zero. Yeah, of course. I don't think I've been to any of my adult. I was gonna say adult friends, but I am. <laughs> you don't have any friends who are children. Yeah, I got so. no children friends. So all of my friends, whom yeah. are all adults, yeah. so I don't think any single person I know owns a beanbag. Yeah, beanbags—they're the they're, the joke is trick, man. <laughs> you <laughs> uh, think they're gonna be comfy? Not so. <laughs> well, oh, and if it explodes, oh yeah, exactly. It's a good nightmare. nightmare. Uh, see, I think beanbags are comfortable, but the trick. Uh, Joel Zamen, uh, yeah. the third host of Formula the Death Star*, he used to have a beanbag. That's Not true. Anymore. He did too. He was yeah. famous for it. It was a big beanbag. He loved sitting on it. Um, yeah. I think the problem with beanbags is they're comfortable-ish to sit on, but you're really low to the ground. Yeah, that's oh, true. So yeah, that's standing true. up, never comfortable. Yeah. And once we've all hit the age where it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I don't like standing anymore. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sitting guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So I reckon that's probably our relation to Brighton Rock.
1: Rather, well, people suggest that I do these books, and you can at any time. There's mm-hmm. a link in the description of this episode if you want to click it and tell me why I should do a book. And only one person has suggested this and this is Joel Martin from Canterbury in England.
0: (laughs) Another Joel. What a guy. Well, I'm glad Um, he's from Canterbury and not Brighton. Yeah. Because I would have been like, did you pick this book because it's about where you live? (laughs) (laughs) Cheeky.
1: Well, Joel, he can send a little message and he writes, your account of the Great Gatsby helped impress a girl I liked. So I'm eternally grateful. So it's another Joel.
0: (laughs) Using the Great Gatsby though. To talk to girls, mm. sure it's not you, but from Britain, <laughs> mm, British me, British Joel de This is quite the
1: conundrum. <laughs> Your pickup line. Oh, you look like Daisy Buchanan.
0: To me. You're like that green light that's across at the, the, at the the lake. It's unattainable, <laughs> but. <laughs> something, something. Is this working? Yeah. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink, green line? I've only seen half of the Great, great Gatsby. It's I a ha- book. Wait till you know, it waits. I know. Yeah, I know. It just reaches that point. Where, is there an orgy they have? No, <laughs> Okay. I don't know what I, I thought.
1: A... Why you turned it off because there was no orgy. <laughs> Where
0: you think? Okay, so you may have watched Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> which does have like the kind, the same like yeah, rich this, this party lifestyle, vibe. Yeah, <laughs> the rich but like I'm rich and sad yeah, vibe of the Great be, Gatsby. Maybe I did watch Eyes Wide Shut. Mm. That has de- that definitely has an orgy bang in the middle. Okay, that's why I stopped watching though. So mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Anyway, you're like, <laughs> I got all I needed out of this movie. <laughs> don't know. So. Let me tell you about Brighton Rock. It's a 1938 novel by English novelist and journalist Graham Greene.
0: Vintage Greene.
1: Absolutely vintage (laughs) Honestly, this is vintage (laughs) Greene. Over nearly seven decades, Greene wrote 25 novels of varying genres, as well as plays, screenplays, bit of poetry, lots of articles, and three autobiographies. What?
0: You get one. You get (laughs) one, if that. (laughs) Two, if for some reason on the autobiography tour... Something really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A sequel. <laughs> <laughs> or I reckon you get two or multiple if you've lived drastically different lives. So if you regular life, then you become a sea captain for thirty years. Mm. That can be a book.
1: I think he did do stuff like uh like I was on the ground in West Africa for five years. So okay. here's a can of that bit. Just like do that
0: bit. bit. Just call the book
1: that bit. Don't call it a biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I got no time for that. Alternatively Make hmm. it a chapter in your book and just make it the most <laughs>
1: hectic, full-on
0: autobiography <laughs> yeah, of all time. exactly.
1: 4,000 pages like
0: <laughs> yeah. well, Wow, that was... Could have been three books, but I'm glad it's one because you only get one. It's grim to think like what your autobiography would look like so far. Not very readable. <laughs> well, yeah. Two and a half chapters. <laughs> yeah. I was a kid. That was mostly boring. And now. <laughs> it's, then it's now. <laughs> you have that famous story about when your dad burst into the bathroom whilst you were taking a shit to let you know your dog had been hit by a car. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I've got to make that a whole chapter.
1: I mean, you could cut it up and like keep flashing back to yeah. that, you know. Just
0: to kind of maybe try and make the, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah, Mine would probably just be like, yeah, Plum in the Death Star went on tour in the UK, and I think I was drunk for an entire month. <laughs> That's too long for one yeah. man to be drunk. <laughs> Maybe more of a short story. <laughs> yeah. one of those short stories where it's like, oh, okay, so the the person the person in this film, like short story yeah. is living the what they think is their best life, but me, the reader, I'm like, mm, he's yeah. actually this as, is
1: this is a tragedy. As an outside observer, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we can say about Graham Greene is he wrote a lot and was able to do the near impossible and combine literary. Acclaim with widespread popularity. Okay. So he was quite successful in his lifetime. Vintage great. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he converted to Catholicism in 1926. And congratulations, many... welcome to yeah, well the <laughs> <Yeah. Nice. laughs> Many of his books have religion at their center, although, okay. as part of the foreword at the top of Brighton Rock, he writes, many times since Brighton Rock, I have been forced to declare myself not a Catholic writer, but a writer who happens to be Catholic. Oh, okay, interesting. That's hmm. the distinction. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Catholicism is qu- quite heavy in this book. Okay. Ah. Hmm. So
0: is he like kind of like being like, look, I'm not writing this, and it's it's not heavy-handed on Catholicism because I'm Catholic. It's heavy-handed on Catholicism because... And I just... am Catholic. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're unrelated. <laughs> I think because later on in his life, because he lived a long time, because he died at 86 in 1991. Yeah, okay. I think later in his life he was less religious. So I think. What date in 1991 did he die? I don't have the exact date, but I can Google that for you yeah, right now. Because I was
0: born in 1991. Ugh. Imagine it's the same day. Oh You're him reincarnated. <laughs> I would be furious.
1: <laughs> the second? Nah. Ah, that's October. Oh. No. October? <laughs> no. So
0: far off. <laughs> Did that's, you overlap? That's at all very close to you, though. Yeah, Jackson. that's true. September 29, 1991. Pretty close. Do you reckon you didn't have a soul for three days? Because if if so, (laughs) four days. Yeah, four days, no soul. (laughs) Four days later. I'm going to write a book. Christ, mum. I love God, but (laughs) I'm this guy vintage green or whatever. (laughs) Your first name is vintage? (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) mum. God, I'm four years, four days old. (laughs) Four days old. I just popped out. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) You can't be asking me stuff like that already. I can't Uh, even walk or whatever. Yeah, he died six months after I was born. That's crazy. I wonder if he heard. What are the chances? (laughs) Well, yeah, I was
1: not quite, not six months to the day, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Heaps of films have been, heaps of his books have been adapted into films. And the book we're talking about today has been filmed twice. Once in 1947. Well, I believe Richard Attenborough is the main character, and again in 2010, starring Sam Riley, okay. Andy Circus, and Helen Mirren in a role that you won't believe when I describe this book. <laughs> so, 2010 was the most really? recent adaptation. Yeah. Have crazy. you heard of or that or seen it? I had no, no idea. No, I had no <laughs> idea that it had...
0: Richard Attenborough, isn't that the guy from Jurassic Park? Yeah, I think yes. so.
1: David's brother. David's,
0: yeah. Rest in peace. Rest Not in... to David to richard david's still alive so he's still good when he does if you're listening to this and he has tragically passed away obviously rest in peace yeah, to david too yeah it wasn't a dig imagine <laughs> yeah, if you're like, i have beef of the two brothers i've
1: got a favorite yeah
0: jurassic pa- yeah. one of them opened jurassic park and one of me one of them told me about how beautiful earth is exactly or whatever. i don't one of them care made about made me that. feel guilty for <laughs> throwing out my chips or whatever <laughs> So, is the 2010 adaptation just called Brighton Rock?
1: Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Hadn't heard of I it had, at all. it had, yeah, had some big actors in it. but mm. um... I worked at a cinema then. I should <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah crazy was 10 years ago more yeah true. 11 30 straight days of drinking
1: Maybe <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right it. it's that's, gone. you yeah. lost the cell connected to brian <laughs>
0: <laughs> the listeners are like yeah they're firing off a lot of irrelevant stories uh-uh-uh listeners they're all relevant and
1: tie in. are all, relevant. all come back together at the end yeah all right we always start with the opening line okay to set the scene and this one i reckon has got a good one mm-hmm. it is hail new before, he'd been in Brighton three hours that they meant to murder him. Oh, I'm hooked. And we're off. Oh, yeah. it's a good one, right? Oh, well, let's that's get a him.
0: a switchblade on the front cover, right? Yes,
1: yeah. it is. So mm. it's, uh, it's a bit of a crime uh, and uh, mob warfare in this book. Oh, love it when the mob fights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> slashy slashy. Yeah. Uh, but we're off after that. So we've just met Charles Hale. So that's the Hale in question. A journalist for the Daily Messenger. I love his job. He plays Collie Kibber. Basically, the newspaper advertises that he'll be in a place in a certain town at a certain time and he leaves cards around and if you find one you can trade it in for money. Like when the Monster Energy Drink people are like you know, like Nova will be like if you go to this park, oh, yeah, just... get a free Monster
0: Energy Drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have it's, it's like the cards. modern equivalent. If they were a modern Brighton Rock that's what it would be about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the Monster Energy Drink girls and the mob. <laughs> uh, there's also a photo of what he looks like in the paper and if you spot Collie Kibber and walk up to him with a copy of the paper in hand and say you are Collie Kibber. I claim the Daily Messenger Prize. Then he gives you a big cash prize. Oh. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, the Red Bull girls don't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I claim
1: my prize. <laughs> I want my prize.
0: Your prize is a tiny Red Bull. So. <laughs> Same as everyone else's prize. I remember once at uni, there was a Red Bull thing. Yeah. And it, it must have been like kind of late in the day. And yeah, they were just clearly wanted to go home but couldn't leave until they gave away all their Red Bull. And I just got given four cans of Red Bull yeah. and I was like, this is dangerous. I think I remember that though. Yeah. I think I remember Please. being too late for the Red Bulls. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I hope that I was like, yeah, I got four. You don't get any of I these. I think you did. Yeah, good. <laughs> Should have been there.
1: Yeah, you're right. I thought this is great, but apparently papers used to actually do this to sell more copies over the summer. Okay. The Lobby Ludd competition is a real one. was created because people on holiday were known to be less likely to buy a newspaper. So it yeah. gives you a, newspaper, a, a, a reason to buy the paper and then walk up and say, hey, you're Collie Kibber.
0: <laughs> that's actually, that's a very clever maneuver. Because yeah. also you can just make that guy be like, all right, today, stay
1: inside. Yeah, true. do not go out. Yeah, Do don't, not. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't reveal yourself. So Charles Hale, aka Collie Kibber, who confusingly also sometimes refers to himself as Fred. <laughs> okay. So it's Hale. Collie Kibber or Fred. Oh, all right. Any reason to Fred? Yeah. Uh, just a nickname. Yes, nicknip? there's some uh, little dodgy stuff going on. Oh, okay. Oh. So he's in the seaside city of Brighton and mm-hmm. thinks he's going to be murdered. We're not sure why, mm-hmm. but for some reason he still must do his job and visit all the Collie Kibber <laughs> spots. That rules. And he hopes that he can somehow blend in with the 50,000 day trippers in the, in the city. Yeah. He, he ducks into a pub and sees a woman speaking and is struck by her. Now, this is a crime book, basically. Yeah. There's also a lot of description of this woman's breasts. (laughs) Okay. In fact, I checked the PDF of the book. Yeah. And the word breast appears 35 times throughout. (laughs) It's about 300 pages, so that's more than one every 10 pages. so funny. Vintage green. Vintage (laughs) green. (laughs)
0: I'm not a Catholic writer, but I am horny.
1: (laughs) So this is the first description of a character we come to know as Ida Arnold on page three. It Mm -hmm. says... You thought of sucking babies when you looked at her. But if she'd born them, she hadn't let them pull her down. She took care of herself. Oh, my Lord. I read that and I was like, what? And then a few sentences, a few pages later, her big breasts, which had never suckled a child of her own. They're perky. We get it. He's got such a weird thing to point out. Wow. And then the breasts go on to be described as good, great, magnificent and friendly. (laughs) And I don't want to sound like, a prude, but i was shocked <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna say guess which character was played by helen mirren wow ah, in
0: right.
1: 2010 yeah that rolls anyway
0: <laughs> she's like kind of in great grandmother mm. typecasting territory now and this was what 11 years ago yeah hmm. crazy
1: so I'm not sure if they've aged up the role or anything like that, but I haven't
0: presumably seen that they would have to,
1: unless because in in this in this book they talk about her being old enough to have a child, but she doesn't sound like she is. Yeah, okay. You know,
0: yeah. So that could be. Well, this is an old book, well, not that mm. old. It's not like Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm. Um, I don't know why that was an example of an old yeah, book. Yeah, it was interesting. You pulled <clears throat> that out. That was cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's like what, like around World War Two?
1: Yeah, just before. Yeah. So. It is, f- yeah, So interesting.
0: like old enough to bear a child but doesn't have a kid. That's anywhere between like 18 and 30.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna, I won't dwell on it too much, but I just the page three hit me and I'm like, all right. And then it just kept coming. <laughs> interesting anyway.
0: that it's on page three because isn't that what the newspaper, the, the horny oh, yeah, page of the newspaper? <laughs> hmm, maybe it's a reference. Yeah. It's,
1: so whilst Hale's sitting there, also known as Fred or Collie Keeper, yep. mm-hmm. he's sitting at the bar a young boy, about 17, wearing a suit, comes in and calls out, Fred. That's oh, him. Oh, shit. Hale says, I'm not Fred. I'm Kitty Gale. <laughs> but eventually he sort of admits. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. And he asks the boy to join in for a drink. The boy says he doesn't drink but he accepts a grapefruit squash. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's a power move. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Mm, I don't drink. I don't drink. But I will take a grapefruit (laughs) squash.
1: Hale tries to bribe the boy, offering him cards, the ones that he can trade in. Mm. And he even says, I'll give you the full Collie Kipper prize. Try and get him to leave him alone. But the boy is having none of it. Eventually, the boy gets up, drops his glass on the ground and says, the gentleman will pay. And then leaves. Like, is any he smashes yeah, the so glove? Yes, yeah. he like, throws it down. That's a power move. Yeah, gentlemen
0: pay. It also adds an interesting layer to Ida's character, because if this is described as a young boy and he's 17, True. Ida would be, yeah. She could be Helen age. Yeah, she could be <laughs> 60. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Maybe this guy just ages everyone up.
1: <laughs> a young boy of 35. <laughs> So he throws the the yep. drink on the ground, and then quote, it was then Hale realized they meant to murder him. Oh. So obviously something
0: going Something's on here. It's happening, yeah. Um, that's uh, the signal. That's that's a signal. <laughs> Smash
1: drink. Uh distracted from uh this upcoming death by uh the woman Ida, mm-hmm. she calls him over to have a drink with her and he goes over and they get talking, but he's gotta keep working and his dedication to the job is somewhat admirable even if you think you're going to be murdered, he still f- decides to follow a predetermined path published in the paper, which I don't think is a great idea. <laughs> no,
0: I would say Mold. that's
1: <laughs> bad. But also
0: if it Bonds doesn't... exist. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't get him killed, that's funny for the people who are trying to kill
1: him. Yeah, <laughs> He literally had a map he... he could have followed. He
0: quit <laughs> your job that day <laughs> yeah. and do something different. You could just take yeah, take a break.
1: Take a drive to the beach, dude, whatever. Fool. Yeah. So he's got, he's got to leave Idaho. He's got to keep going. He sees a man selling razor blades on the street corner, which reminds him of a guy called Kite. Okay. Mm-hmm. A Brighton mob boss that was killed with one of these.
0: Mm. So that's like another little yeah.
1: little yeah. crumb for us, the reader. So these gangbangers, they mean business. Mm. Someone's been murdered <laughs>
0: All right. with a razor. Damn. That's a hectic way to go. Oh, razor to death? Yeah, yeah. man. That's oh. scary. No, thank you. That's
1: gotta hurt. <laughs> uh, he then sees one of the gangsters in question, a guy called Cubit, awesome. watching him.
0: Great awesome name. Names. Great gangster name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Kite. Also, real good. Mm. Do you reckon Cubit, the video game, is named after this guy? I do. Yeah,
1: cool. <laughs> is it set in Brighton? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's set on some cubes in a void. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Abstract Brighton.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he feels under threat. He sees a guy following him. It's not looking good. But Hale's pretty confident that he won't be murdered in public with people around. Clever. So becoming increasingly desperate, he starts asking women on the street if they want to go on a date with him. And there are a lot of them reject him thinking he's crazy. Well yeah. Yeah, well yeah, fair <laughs>
0: enough. Uh, listeners, don't try that. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's like, Come on.
0: Have lunch with me. Let's go on a date. One of you statistically has got to say yes. (laughs) Don't rely on statistics Mm. for your love life. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if it's just a date, then no. You can't be sure you're not going to get murdered. (laughs) You're sitting down and having a lunch with one person. If they want to kill you... I'd love to go on a date with you. I know a secluded little corner. (laughs) We'll eat like the lady and the tramp in an alleyway. Okay. (laughs) His throat slit with a razor. (laughs) She sees the guy who does it, but then he just says... I'll come for you. (laughs) And then she doesn't say anything because that's how the mob operates. That's how the mob works. Allegedly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, but all these women are rejecting him. They're like, I don't want to have a date with you. By chance on the pier, he runs into Ida, the woman from the bar he had a drink with. The woman with the fabulous breasts. (laughs) The friendly breasts. (laughs) The the only way she's ever described. She tells him that someone has stolen her bag, which contained money and a bunch of love letters from her ex-husband, Tom.
0: Okay. Obviously... That's a boring name.
1: By yeah, way. true. Good, great point. Well, we don't have much to do with Tom, so don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> okay, thank God. Obviously, the conversation inevitably shifts, uh, shifts to horses. Mm, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, and yes. uh, Hale suggests that Ida put money on a horse called Black Boy in the four o'clock race. Mm-hmm. But she says, great, I never ignore a good tip. If she wins, it will be pretty good because Black Boy is running at over 20 to 1 odds. Oh, <laughs>
0: Those are some juicy odds. Oh, yes, yeah. So if that's you win, That's 20
1: times your money. Yeah, well, that's I would also say good.
0: unbackable odds. If someone's <laughs> like, I got a tip for you, this horse is paying 20 to 1, I'd be like, You're that is lying. a bad tip. You're lying <laughs> to me, huh? <laughs> yeah, how
1: many legs does this horse have?
0: Yeah. I would be suspicious, I think, of any tip. I think yeah. that the, the media has... Conditioned me to fear advice. Yeah. <laughs> also, if I was like Jackson, I got great advice for you to bet on a horse. You'd yeah. say, "How? <laughs> yeah, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> I go to a tab, and I'm like, I'd like to bet on a horse. And they're like, Do you have the name? <laughs> <laughs> what race? Uh, <laughs> um, you're gonna be getting a phone call. Yeah. Can I just put you on with my friend Dusha? <laughs> He'll make the bet for me. <gasps>
1: So they get into a cab together and they actually start making out. So things are getting... Oh hey, you know, successful date. quickly. Mm. But Hale sees Cubit the gangster is in a car following them. Oh, no. So Uh-oh. you feel the intensity. Yeah. Mm. He looks a bit off. Okay. This is Hale. And I was like, are you sick? And he says, I'm actually dying. Oh, damn. She's like, what? And then he says, oh, actually, I'm not sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Smooth so, operator. Get, yeah.
1: Wow. So they get are... they get out of the cabin. Ida wants to go to a public bathroom and take a quick shower. Ew. Which sounds weird. <laughs> Maybe it was a thing, like, by the beach in the 30s. There has know. been,
0: I don't know, I, look, listeners, I'm talking directly to you at this moment, but yeah. there's been two things where Dave has said a sentence where I thought the last word of the sentence was going to be different based on the first sound yeah. and what my brain was putting together. <laughs> so when you said earlier, Dave, Yeah. And naturally, conversation gets to horses, yeah, because the H sound could hit me first. was like, naturally, the conversation gets horny, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough because of the date stuff. And then when you said she wants to go to a public bathroom to share, I was like, to take, Shit?
1: To take- <laughs> honestly, that seems more logical than yeah. take a shower, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she does. Hale obviously doesn't want to be left alone on the street because the whole plan is to be with someone, yeah, like, for constantly. sure, constantly. And Ida thinks, geez, this guy's being a bit clingy. Yeah. Because he's like, don't go in there, babe. Stay with me. (laughs) And she's like, I'll just be a couple of minutes. She says, I'll be back in a sec. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's going to be a quick shower. (laughs) And she returns, I think it says four minutes later. That is a a very quick quick shower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in that time, Hale, a.k.a. Fred, is now nowhere to be seen. Wow. She's looking around. Do we think. It's more likely it was a shit. <laughs> maybe four that minutes. was a polite way of saying something. Yeah, like I like gotta go take a shower,
0: but like four minutes is a short shower, but it's kind of a long shit. <laughs> oh, four
1: minutes. Yeah, I mean, like if, no, so- if someone's waiting for you, maybe. Mm, yeah, 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 that's true.
0: She's not that. She's not that. Have a good time. You just lighten your load and get out of <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, I think it's more likely she was shitting yeah maybe that's the real mystery of brighton rock yeah maybe that so. is the brighton rock i just shit <laughs> maybe that's just how you said it back in the day Just <laughs> gonna take a quick shower in a public bathroom <laughs> you knew what a meant at this point in the book if it turns out that at this point like the shift of narration and mm. Hale has been murdered that
1: would be huge that would be cool yeah but i bet that doesn't happen <laughs> Well, you have lost that bet. We then cut to the boy who threateningly dropped the glass of juice that (laughs) Hale bought him. Oh, my God. Turns out he's 17-year-old Pinky. Oh, another good name. Great gangster (laughs) name. Who, despite his age, is the leader of a ragtag group of gangsters, which uh, are made up of himself. Cubit, the guy Mm -hmm. that was following. Mm -hmm. Dello...
0: Great name. but we haven't met yet. And Spicer.
1: Spicer?
0: That's a great name. Yeah. I want to be Spicer. <laughs> Imagine being Tom in this book. What an idiot <laughs> Sorry, and a loser. Uh, bull, absolutely. Get a proper name. Tommy like, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Old Tom? Great. Yeah. God damn. Tommy two-shoes? <laughs> Tommy, I don't want to be Tommy two shoes because that's a thing everyone has. I'll be Tommy three shoes and I'll carry a shoe around my neck yeah. like a necklace. <laughs> you beat people to death with a shoe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
1: Tommy three shoes. <laughs> 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 take
0: a long time to kill someone with
1: a shoe. Yeah. So these gangsters all meet up. They discuss the murder of Hale that they just carried out. Oh, yeah. I should have gone. really
0: backed myself yeah. because that break it was pretty pretty huge of me to call it yeah. and then to be like, that didn't happen. <laughs> that was 20
1: to 1. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, He man. didn't take the bet. Yeah. And uh, so they discuss it. Pinky is trying to make sure that everything's gone smoothly into plan. They tell him the plan went perfectly. Oh, yeah. But Pinky immediately spots a hole in this so-called foolproof plan, which involved putting out Hale's Collie Kibber cards even after he died to make it look like he lived longer than they did mm-hmm. to give themselves Slam. an alibi. Yeah, smart. Spicer, who was a bit of a bumbling fool in the gang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am Spicer. <laughs> you Spicer.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he put one of the cards under a tablecloth in Snow's restaurant and Pinky fears that the, the waitress may remember this. And might remember Spicer's face and the fact that Collie Kibben never really went mm-hmm. there. And, uh, you know, tip people off to that fact. So he starts worrying about that. He's like, Are you sure you weren't seen? Spicer's like, I wasn't seen. Don't worry about yeah. no it. No
0: one saw me, dude. <laughs> I'm a big lumbering <laughs> oaf. Who <laughs> would have noticed? No, I
1: think he's like, uh, yeah, I don't trust this. Um, go back and get the card. And Spicer refuses. Oh, no. So Pinky decides that if something's worth doing, you've got to do it yourself. No, rest in peace, Spicer. Yeah. So he goes to the cafe. Oh, Pinky... no, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he's just got to go get the get card, the card. Yeah. Yeah. before yeah. it's found. Uh, but he gets there to find that the card has already been found by a 16 year old waitress, a woman named Rose. Okay. And mm-hmm. what's worse, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Pinky starts chatting to her casually, she, it's pretty obvious straight away that she remembers Spicer as being the person who left the card. She describes <sighs> the guy, and he's like, Oh, okay. She remembers. Yeah. This Damn. is not this. This is going to stand out. Pinky decides the only course of action is to seduce her and win over her love and loyalty. Of course,
0: yeah. Makes Some, absolute genius, sense. genius. <laughs> foolproof. <laughs> Something
1: he is loath to do actually because he hates the very idea of physical or sexual contact with anyone. Okay, mm. it, it, it repulses him. Fair enough.
0: That's crazy. He's like. We to do the one thing that I'm terrible at. Go on dates. <laughs> yeah, he hates it.
1: But more on that later. We cut back to Ida Arnold. She reads of Hale's death in the newspaper, this guy that she knows as Fred, and recognises his photo and feels suspicious about the official report that says he died of natural causes by a heart attack. Okay. Mm. There was an inquest and she finds the testimony given by witnesses that's published as a bit fishy. She's also very sad to find that he... He only has one distant relative, so she starts feeling sorry for him, thinking, who was that guy I met? I would feel sorry for anyone that died
0: immediately after I met them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) while I was taking a shit. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That guy died while I was taking a shit.
1: (laughs) That sucks, man. That makes me sad. (laughs) So her theory is that this guy must have been pretty lonely, and when she goes to his sparsely attended funeral, she finds out she's right. Oh, damn. This lights a fire in her and she makes it her mission to find out what really happened to this guy, Fred, and avenge his death. Whoa. That's huge. Finding out one thing, avenging, very, very big step. <laughs> find she, out you're
0: <laughs> just like, oh, that's sad. Anyway, time to go home. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> her friend asks her, what's with the obsession? She says, an eye for an eye. Yeah. So she's really into That's it. a very
0: intense thing to say. About somebody you met that day. Also, I would probably go to that guy's funeral just in case they were handing out cash prizes to yeah. found him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here he is. I guess he lost his job when he died. Yeah, eh? yeah, you're not still employed.
1: That's another thing that actually upsets her because the next day the newspaper just replaces him straight away and there's a picture of a new colleague Kibber. <laughs> she's like, wow. Bit of respect for Collie Kibber. (laughs) They had him in the wings, ready to go. (laughs) The understudy.
0: I would immediately think the newspaper killed him. Me too. Yeah, they they had to get rid of that Collie Kibber to put in Uh, their one. It was too. Does the book? This is a total side note, but it just like kind of reminded me. Does the book make it clear? Like, is Hale like an unremarkable looking guy, or do they intend like intentionally have the Collie Kibbers stand out? Or it's just never their physical mm. description is never described.
1: Uh, no, they so they they literally put a photo of him in there yeah. so people mm. can find him. So he's not. I don't think he tries to. He's not wearing like a fluoro jumpsuit. Yeah, yet, yeah. But like, they I want think been, sort of yeah they spotted, want people yeah. to to claim it. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. Because I also yeah. was imagining a guy in like. I don't know, like just some crazy outfit or whatever. See, I was reason. imagining the opposite. I was imagining like the most plain guy in the world, and they were going to okay. be like, we just put on another guy that just looks like, <laughs> like another a face in the grave. Yeah, super yeah.
1: average guy. And he's allowed to go to, to bars and eat and drink whilst working. So it sounds, sounds like, like a pretty a, great yeah. gig. dream job. Yeah, absolutely. You can see why, even though, he's, he's, though he thinks he's about to die, he's like, <laughs> he's I'm like, not up. giving up this job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this yeah, is a great job. eat and drink, so why not? So Ida's got this mission now, and the first stop in her mission, her friend Old Crow's house, where he has a Ouija board. Old Crow? Ouija <laughs> <Weegee> board. You oh <laughs> know, what God. a great sentence. <laughs> Damn. So they whip out the Ouija board, and at first it says Sue Kill, S U K I L L. Mm-hmm. Then later, Frucilli, F R E S. L E Y E. So basically, it's, it's gibberish to Crow, the other yep. guy. But clear as day to Ida, who says the board was obviously trying to sell, spell Fred and suicide.
0: Oh, okay. The, so she, her, in her mind, ghosts can just, like, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, <they> can't spell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, it's an illiterate ghost. Okay, it's not and easy. And then also the I at the end is her philosophy, an I for an I that she said. She's like, okay. I'm also on the right track here she thinks she's under something so this is like the confirmation bias she this was looking for
0: either a huge galaxy brain move or the dumbest character in any book <laughs> I love the sequence of events where you're like have a great date sue with the guy. Sue kill I could be like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> suicide or I would probably go murder suicide if it yeah. was sue kill anyway but yeah you're right what you were about to yeah, say. Yeah like oh, so you have a fine date with a guy it's fine you make out in a car you go take a shit he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> He, not even. He just disappears on you. Yeah. You find out he died. You're like, not a heart attack for some reason. You've got to go to the go to his funeral. You go to his funeral. You're like, people hated this guy. I'm gonna kill his killers first up. Obviously, <laughs> my friend Old
1: Crow. <laughs> Old oh, Crow. He'll know what to do.
0: He'll know how to figure it out. But it's not even that. It's like. She met him in a bar, had a drink with him. Then later in the day, he madly was running around asking <laughs> people to go for a date, and she said yes. That's true. This fuck, this freak. <laughs> yeah, I love this freak. <laughs> okay, <laughs> book wasted way too much time describing what she looked like. Just be like, she was full blown fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but with this, we've now met basically all our main characters. On the one hand, we've got Ida, who will stop at nothing for revenge. Yeah, and then And on the other hand, we've got Pinky who will stop at nothing to cover his tracks. Mm (laughs) Including going on dates, but he doesn't want to go on dates. And then in in the middle, we've got the waitress, Rose. Sure. (gasps) It's a real battle of good and evil, yeah. a real theme of the work oh, here. Oh,
0: I like the guy going on because he's like, all right, I've got to seduce this Pinky. He's got like, i got to seduce this woman so that she's loyal. But like that doesn't feel like a thing that you do once. Is she just like his girlfriend, his yeah. wife? Well,
1: <laughs> he follows through on this plan to charm Rose, the young and naive waitress that spies to mm-hmm. put the card under the tablecloth. So Pinky and her actually go on a date. He asks her, so he, they're having normal conversations. He's trying to slip in little little things mm. about to, to suss out what yeah. she knows. And he asks her if she saw the photograph of the Collie Kibber man in the newspaper. And she tells him yes. But what's strange about that is the photograph was not of the man who left the card under the tablecloth in her restaurant. Hmm. and Pinky's like tries to, tries to talk her out of it he says oh people look different in photos you know <laughs> huge
0: <laughs> surely you would just be like oh the newspaper must hire people to put them around yeah they, yeah. A different, or it's a, they might have different guys yeah I don't know yeah, yeah don't worry about that I wouldn't even think about it yeah I, th- thought, I thought at first that Pinky's plan I don't know why this is where I went was that he was like right so she saw Spicer put the card so what that means is we need to get Spice for a job as the Colleague Kibble man. <laughs> <laughs> right. kind
1: of and I then get into going. the go back to the restaurant and him just declare <laughs> I am <Collie> Kibble. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously I've been here before. <laughs> so but he's trying to talk her out of it. He realizes that damn Rose knows something, so he decides to take a different tact. Okay. Saying that he wants to protect her and his advice is to not to talk to anyone about what she knows. He explains that people who mess around with people like the dead man Hale will themselves get into trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay, big threats. He then shows her a glass bottle of vitriol or sulfuric acid and says that people have been known to cop this to their face. God. She's horrified and he says, I just want you to be careful. (laughs) Just warning you. (laughs) This isn't a threat. It's just an
0: example of what could happen to people that cross a... I
1: had the sulfuric acid for other reasons. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I have it. This is a prop to I'm show you, <laughs> warn you. I'm teaching kids chemistry later today. <laughs> vitriol
0: is great slang for sulfuric acid, mm, also.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really, really love that term. But yeah, she's horrified, but he's just trying to be like, I'm not threatening you. Babe, you on
0: it's nothing It's not Don't even stress Spicer is the Kali Kibble Yeah He gets it all time. <laughs> <And laughs> this He's... bottle of vitriol You don't even need To worry about it Sure People that mess around Get it in their yeah, face You're it's... not gonna mess around it's, Everything's coming up Rose
1: <laughs> He's trying to hypnotise her
0: <laughs> Rose just follow my eyes Okay Whoa. Just listen to my
1: voice Rose It's no big deal <laughs> When I click my fingers, you're a chicken. <laughs> so they go to a nightclub and dance, uh, which Pinky's not really into. But he's like, "Oh gosh, I've got to do this." Mm. He he really hates all people in society. Yeah, at clearly. this point. You hate people.
0: Yeah. You've already murdered someone. Just murder, What's the difference yeah. between one murder and two murders? The amount of holes in the ground. That's it. It's exactly. not going to be the weight on your conscience at this <laughs> point, Pinky. <laughs> I'm not pro-murder. I'm just saying that this guy's a real sack of shit. Yeah. And he, it <laughs> seems pro easier. practicality it's Yeah, really
1: pro-maths. Do the yeah. out. Yeah. So Pinky offers, offers to buy her a drink, but she doesn't know what to choose because we learned that she's from such a poor background that no one's ever bought her a drink before. She's also 16. That's true. Yeah, you know, She's never had a drink. Doesn't really know much about. Oh, wait. Legal drinking age in thing is sixteen. By That's thing, true. I mean UK. No, I mean over, in this book, they're drinking throughout the whole thing. Yeah. In the
0: thirties, you could do. There wasn't a legal drink. Give a toddler some vodka. <laughs> yeah,
1: Coke has cocaine in it. Yeah. Well, the two learn that they are the same age. Well, she says seventeen, but she's really sixteen. We we'll yeah. later find out, and they both share the same Roman Catholic faith. Oh Remember that God, that was for the author? Oh, right. ah, yeah. But he's not a Roman Catholic writer. He's a writer who happens to be Roman Catholic.
0: That's true. Forget about that. a ah, little tidbit. Mm. That's like an tie-in. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well? They're going to go to church. Someone's going to ask for reconciliation. <laughs> the priest is going to be like, obviously, I can't devolve this to the police, <laughs> even though... Come on, priest, it's murder. Maybe the Pope will get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> This goes all the way at the top. Who's yeah. <laughs> the Pope? Was it? Nah, John oh, Paul wasn't was he that doing? old. Who yeah. <laughs> was the Pope then? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I can name what do you I think reckon, the Pope's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. Sleeping? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Playing
1: Mario Kart for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> uh, who could forget it was Pope Pius XI? Of course. Ah. They would die the following year. There's a lot of Pope Biases. There's 11 Pope Biases. Mm. Was Rest in the same peace. room, yeah. <laughs> and then,
0: oh. They are in the same room. <laughs> yeah,
1: Heaven. That's true. People also ask what Pope died of hiccups?
0: <laughs> 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 the stupidest one. Well, that could be Pope Pius XI based on that being a suggested It's a actually
1: M. Pope Pius the twelfth. Oh my god. Uh, well, this is from the New York Times, an excerpt uh, which I have no—I haven't fact-checked this at all. But it says Pope Pius XII had long periods of hiccups associated with gastritis, though he eventually died of a stroke. Oh okay. uh,
0: well, that's not dying. Of hiccups, yeah, that's then. in fact dying of a stroke. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm so mad. there you go. The more you
0: know. Well, Pius, so did Pope Pius XII follow the 11th straight away? I don't know. Mm. That seems crazy. He did. Yeah. When and did then... he stop popping out piouses? Well, I guess John Paul II, yeah, he rolls around in the... 60s, I reckon. So you're going to be like, he rolls around in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> he almost gets shot by that guy. That's right. That's then he right. goes to the jail and he's like, I forgive you. And the guy's like, I tried to shoot you with a gun. I'd do it again. <laughs> and I'd forgive you again. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: I hope the Pope does is involved in this book. Yeah, me too. Make all this Pope talk good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
0: to Pope Chat. i to Pope talk. Well, we talk popes. Yeah. Hey, listeners. Not enough people will just sit and think about the Pope. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a crazy guy. I've thought about the Pope in ages. I'm thinking about, about him now. Recently, because I'm reading, a, or I've finished a book about Shakespeare, and they talk a lot about like Catholicism. You versus really have read a lot of I've books. I've been book yeah. crazy this year. Um, and I was like, "What's the difference between Catholics and Protestants?" Not enough <laughs> for,
1: the, for the fucking problem. Yeah, not, not enough. Not enough to justify.
0: I'm like, right? Why was it? So, why so many people die? And it's like, so there's like. 13 they don't recognize the Pope or something. Yeah, that's well, about it. The main thing is that Catholicism is like, there's God, but there's also the Church. Yeah. And Protestants are like, there's only God, but also it's stuff like we have thirteen sacraments, they only do four or whatever. <laughs> Come on, guys. Which one has long? 13? I think Catholic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 there's there's incomes. I'm oh, sorry. What the what the church there? is trying to silence him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Catholicism has, has more, and Protestantism doesn't do as many. Yeah. Mm. Crazy thing, right? So back in the day, you could get a new queen or king, and they could just be like, you're all Protestant now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone had to be like, okay. Oh, <laughs> or they'd be like, sure. if you're Protestant... We're going to set you on fire, so don't do that. And you'd be like, oh, okay, for 50 years. And then you get a new
1: guy, and he'd be like, you can be Protestant again. <laughs> don't you be Catholic. <laughs> anyway, history's crazy. Yeah. So we've got our two Roman Catholics on their date. Pinky pays a visit afterwards to a guy called Brewer. He's one of Pinky's clients, but has fallen behind on paying his protection money. Okay. Instead, he's been paying a rival gang leader, Uh-oh. Mr. Collione, oh. who has a much larger and much more professional he gang. He sounds like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a guy. I imagine he's in a, like a white suit with a white hat. Mm. Always wearing sunglasses, that yeah, kind of guy. Oh, like you know.
0: 60 funny thing old, about man. protection money is it doesn't actually offer you protection until you don't, well, <laughs> you it. don't pay it, and then it's <laughs> That's true. not really protecting anything. It's mostly the don't bash me money. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're protecting yourself from the people you're <laughs> giving money it. to. Yeah. You're bribing them to not bash you. Pinky slashes Brewer's face with a razor. Whoa! So this kid means business.
0: That other guy should really have uh, protected him there. Yeah, paid a little
1: protection money. Yeah. But he's like, I can't afford it. I've already paid the other guy. Mm. Pinky's like, but you work for me, whatever. Pinky then goes to the Cosmopolitan, a very high-end hotel that is the headquarters for this rival gang leader, Mr. Colleone. Mr. Colleone sees him and even, he sort of laughs at him a bit like, kid, I like your moxie. No, oh, that's good. He even invites him to join the gang. He's like, just join me. You'll often be better. But Pinky refuses. He's like, I'm not going to work for you. Do you guys think you got good moxie? It's like, no.
0: Do you think someone could look to you and be like, I like your gumption or I like your moxie? Dave, yes, me, no. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you got terrible moxie. Yeah, (laughs) my moxie is wrong. (laughs) You got no gumption either, man. Yeah, damn. (laughs) When I walk into a room, people are like, hmm, the room just filled with a terrible vibe. (laughs) No good laissez faire. You could be an enforcer. Yeah, I could be
1: an enforcer.
0: Yeah, if you need to pay protection money to someone, yeah, that's where I'm the guy. guy, (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I think I have the vibe of, like, a bad mob bookie. <laughs> you know? Like, one who actually doesn't know what he's doing and is constantly seconds away from being shot in the head. I you, yeah, I reckon you, you look good as a news reporter that has the thing, the ticket sticking out of yeah, that. hat. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, never reporting the right <laughs> news, though. Hey, Jackson Bailey, back of the crowd. What is he saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Speak up! Somebody in front of me, tell me what he's talking about. I can't hear <laughs> Holding the microphone directly above my head for some reason.
1: <laughs> so as he leaves uh, the Cosmopolitan Hotel where Mr. Coglione is, uh, he's stopped by a policeman and taken to the station to talk with the investigator about his assault of Brewer. And to show the size and importance of Coglione, he, uh, the, who's the gangster he just t- yep. t- turned out mm-hmm. working with, the cop tells Pinky not to work against Coglione, Who's been uh, making gangster business less messy? Oh,
2: okay. So he's even got the
1: cops on his side. Oh. Yeah. So things aren't looking good for for Pinky, Pinky. And, and his l- small ragtag. Yeah. group.
0: At this point, were you on the side of Pinky or were you yeah, on the side of question. the co- what Col- Corleone.
1: Uh Colleoni just seems so cool. Yeah, yeah And true. Pinky just seems like.
0: And you also know that Pinky just killed who you thought was going to be the main character yeah. of the book. Yeah,
1: seriously, I didn't. I I was like. Did they? Did they do Did that? Kill
0: him? That's great. How far into the book are we, roughly? Yeah,
1: uh, maybe a third. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, that's because nice. yeah,
0: I was just like trying to figure out, um, trying to gauge like where the yeah, like, well, like, the where threads are. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So this is now we're into part three, and there's seven small parts. Okay, right, okay. okay. Uh, meanwhile, Ida is still on her mission for the truth. She finds out that Rose is the waitress that served the man who was supposed to be, uh, who was supposed to be. Fred. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, Collie Kibber. Mm hmm. But it wasn't him. So she goes to try and talk to Rose, but has no luck. Rose clamps up, remembering what Pinky said. Don't tell anyone about what what you said. Remember the bottle of vitriol? Remember the
0: vitriol, yeah. Yeah, what didn't you wear
1: Hey, other people have these too Yeah, I've got mine I found
0: this, yeah. I, found yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I found this you've got nothing to worry about that's there's actually, bad men in the world like this bottle <laughs> that have bottles of vitriol um, actually, I'm not a bad I just found this on a, wouldn't on a bad guy their
1: number, but yeah but I do uh, yeah just uh, be careful that's all I'm saying yeah, actually this is. innocent girl I know like she was standing at a bus stop and someone threw this at her but yeah. I've, I'm a really good catch so I, <laughs> I caught it it didn't break
0: yeah. and now yeah. I just got it No,
1: I just I have mean, it. yelled at that man
0: yeah, stop this enough of this
1: yeah so Ida asks the police to talk to her and reinvestigate, but they have no interest in reopening the case of a man that they think has died of a heart attack. Sure,
0: yeah. yeah. classic. Makes sense. Classic.
1: Although she does get a look at the autopsy and discovers that Hale had a third nipple and suffered from gas.
0: Oh, my God. We were speaking about nipples before. We that was right at the start when yeah. you were like a survival thing. We weren't talking about gas,
1: though. No. Cutting mm. off those nipples. <laughs> suffered from gas. Oh, <laughs> then she, she then quips, I do th- I do that myself on a bank holiday. <laughs> a bit of fun. That's a bit of fun. Yeah. She also puts money on Black Boy, the horse, yep. that yeah. Fred told her to to tip. Right, she yep. takes some time out of her gap investigations to go bet money at the track. A yeah, yeah. revenge. <laughs> <laughs> she puts uh, 20 pounds, which is a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. down. Like, heaps of money back then. And if she wins, it's going to be jackpot. I think by this time, the, the odds have... have have narrowed to twelve to one, but so it's still a pretty big win. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the bookmaker takes a, norv- a, norvice, a nervous call <laughs> from a certain Mister Collione. Oh, Ida asks the barman who that is, and finds out that he's a big time gangster. And what's more, he was involved in a man called Kite's death.
2: <gasps> oh, remember Kite? death? Oh, yes. yes.
1: Kite was the leader of Pinky's gang before he was I sort see. of a mentor to the to the young man. The barman tells her that Kite got stabbed in a railway station. It wasn't meant to kill him, but they quote slipped. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Trying to send a whoa! message across an accident. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, let me get a napkin. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's hard to picture slipping, isn't it? It's hard to. Yeah. Because you cut. They cut off his face, yeah, with the razor blade. Yeah. Or but maybe they, you know, went for the neck and yeah, uh, accidentally. Got a bit of joker. joke. Oh, of oh no. Your, your, face your face off. <laughs> <laughs> the whole face is on the ground. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't put it back on.
0: Happened to the Joker in a comic book
1: once. <laughs> he was all right. So we can tell that that's why Pinky doesn't want to wait for Coglione because he killed his his yeah. hero, his mentor, Kite. That's a fair reason. Yeah, that's,
0: that's makes sense. I back sense.
1: Pinky, though. Over with Pinky's gang, Spicer, who placed the card that Rose found, is a n- bit of a nervous wreck. Yeah. He constantly worries that they'll be caught and they're going to get hanged. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. real problem. It's a, yeah, it's a big thread. They keep talking about avoiding the noose. That's yeah. what they mm-hmm. want to do. He dreams. This is Spicer of leaving the mob and starting a new life, a quiet one where he owns a pub. Oh, that does sound. And he weird. realizes he knows too much about the mob and he's in it for life. Oh okay. Yeah.
0: Well, no, that makes sense. I'd love to be in a pub, but not for me. Not Think for about me. How many things you like? How many times in gangster mm. stuff? Are they like, this is my last job and I'm out? And then the guy's like, you're out when I say you're out. You'll never be out, boy. (laughs) I can think of at least one example. Two hands. Um, (laughs) Probably the godfather. (laughs) Somebody probably. Maybe good fellas. Does somebody think they're out, but they're actually in? Yeah, they're never never (laughs) out. Two hands, perfect example. Yeah, yeah. You're never out. Yeah.
1: That sucks. So the phone rings at the house they all share, the the gangsters. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's
0: nice. (laughs) Housemates and work
1: colleagues. Yeah. Spicer answers and is shocked when he realises that it's Rose on the other end of the line. Oh, shit. She's calling up to talk to Pinky, but he's worried she'll recognize his voice from the restaurant. What did he say when he put the card down? (laughs) Hello, everybody.
0: (laughs) Hello. Can I have your attention, please? (laughs) It's me, Spicer, you see, and I'm placing this card here. Like Golly Gibber or whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> like, but not am.
1: <laughs> so he actually so he starts putting a bit of a voice on. Yes, good day. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Hello. <laughs> he doesn't miss his <laughs> <by it. laughs> hello. hello. But this does not help his... His paranoia of being found out. Mm. Oh my god! What if she recognises me? What if
0: she recognises my Mrs. Doubtfire impression?
1: (laughs) It's (laughs) famous. It's It's a famous famous impression. So good at Mrs. (laughs) Doubtfire. So Pinky goes to visit Rose, and he's not super nice to her. In fact, he says, "I could break your arm."
2: Yeah, that That isn't very nice. (laughs) He's very hot and
1: very cold with her. Often, he's like trying to suck up to her, then he like gives into like his disdain. Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh, Uh, because he really despises her. But every now and then, he realizes that he needs to be nice just to keep her on site. One of those times is when she tells him that the man on the phone at his house reminded her of the, the Colley Kibber man. It reminded me of, um, you seen that movie, This Is Death?
0: <laughs> it's going to come out in Great 70 movie. years, <laughs> but trust me, it's going to be a hit. Robin Williams plays a nanny. Yeah, Robin Williams is a guy that will be born yeah. soon. Chris Brosnan
1: says, it's going to be James Bond. That book will be written in 20 years. Hmm. See, so oh. he, he takes her on a, a bus to the countryside. Quietly in his mind, cursing her the whole time, but she's happy to get out of the city with him. She tells Pinky that a woman came around to the restaurant asking questions about Hale's death. Rose tells Pinky she's never scared when he's around, and Pinky grows irritated, realising how much she likes him. So the more she likes him, the less he likes her.
0: Fair. How can you feel safe when someone's been like, I could break your arm? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I guess I'd break other people's arms. you like, this guy's capable of breaking arms generally? Yeah. He's you just Don't even see it as a threat. You're just like, This guy's really good at breaking arms.
1: I'm really safe. He must be really strong. <laughs> he starts thinking about sex, which revolts him. He mm. is. Don't stop.
2: Think about it. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> He's scarred from his childhood growing up really poor. His parents would have sex in the bed next to him every Saturday night. And uh, imagining them wr- writhing around makes him feel really ill. Yeah, fair enough. Don't,
0: don't think your parents fucking. Yeah. If you are the parents of that situation, first of all, don't do it every... Like, <laughs> don't, don't have ever schedule. a schedule. No, He's looking at the clock going... Oh, no. <laughs> and at least no, put your... Bo- be like, hey, boy, you're little, clearly. Go stand Go in be the... be in the backyard for a bit. Yeah, for <laughs> 20 minutes. Have sex during the day when the <laughs> yeah. kid's outside playing or whatever. At least then you yeah. know... For, because okay, at the moment there's a hundred percent chance Guess that he knows will, exactly. You can put him in the yard. Twenty percent. <laughs> I just love Peaky driving the car and all of a sudden being like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "What's wrong?" Oh, I'm imagining my parents. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> it's gross as hell. It makes well, me sick yeah. to my guts. <laughs> rivaling around like two worms in the sun. Don't think the, about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stop. So he's a bit of a complex character because he is desperate to be taken seriously as like an adult and like a leader of the gang yeah. and people to respect him. But then he also is sickened by things that adults do or what he sees that adults mm. do, which is inevitably have sex and procreate and also drink alcohol and he, both of those things he's like yuck Yucca. I've seen my parents do that they're really poor and it's been awful so he's trying to be a grown up but also is disgusted by yeah. being a grown up that's uh, very
0: Holden Caulfield energy true that's a book <laughs> <laughs> well done oh,
1: thank you one of my favourites when did this book come out? 1938
0: when did Prohibition
1: end? 1931? 1930. Hmm. yeah late 20s
0: Let's, I mean, just out of curiosity I don't know It made me think of him because I remember that the guy who basically kicked off Prohibition... Did it because a drunk man hit him in the leg with a rake, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> "Fuck, that's <drinking>. it! <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck drinking my leg hurts." 1933. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 19... Oh, yeah. there you so, go. Yeah. So pretty close. Yeah, I, I, well, it's also because you got to remember Pinky's 17, so <laughs> all this stuff of being like, "Oh, my childhood sucks." It was probably 18 months ago. <laughs> yeah, <that's> yeah. True. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I just came back from <laughs> watching my parents watching have fuck. Sex. It's a Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go Ro-
1: else. <laughs> rose tells him that she's from nelson place a neighborhood racked in poverty and squalor famous for being mm. very very uh, poverty stricken pinky acts like he barely knows it but the truth is he grew up nearby he had thought he'd left that all behind him but now he feels like rose is dragging him back mm, so that's it. one of the, that's one of the things he resents her for
0: it's another another example of you're not out till I say you Exactly. Yeah. You're going to give on Skid out, Row the whole in. time. Yeah. yeah,
1: She wants to kiss him, but Pinky sort of ruins it. Yeah, uh, He's never kissed a girl before. Yeah. It, it just, not, <laughs> just doesn't go well. Uh, they return to Brighton and go for a walk, and a, a photographer takes their picture and attempts to sell them their photo.
0: Okay.
1: The, the kiosk is covered in photos of previous clients and customers, And Rose notices a photo of Spicer and points him out as, oh, that's the Collie Kibber who left the card. She realises, oh, and this is a recent photo. He must still be alive, she says. Pinky tries to buy the photo of Spicer, but the kiosk owner refuses. Pinky is starting to realise that Spicer... It's a lot of trouble to be keeping around. Oh no, not Spicer! It's becoming a liability. Oh, oh my right.
0: god, go start your pub, Spicer! <laughs> if this is going to result in the murder of Spicer, yet Pinky is doing all of these things for a stranger, it <laughs> yeah. is also the other loose end. If you just killed I- not Ida Rose first. You wouldn't have to kill Spice. And then you wouldn't have to think about your parents writhing around like worms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't have. (laughs) You'd still. (sighs) Pinky, you're so stupid, but you're also 17. Yeah, that's fair enough. Nobody's clever then. Pinky was the one who killed
1: Hale, right? Or is it just. We're not sure. We're not sure. The gang gang did it. Yeah, yeah. They they were all in on it. Yeah. It was a big plan. So probably they'll all hang. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also. That also means that, like, maybe he wasn't the one that did the murder, so maybe it's not just a second hole in the mm, ground. True, this, true, could true. Be this could be the weight of his soul and, yeah, et cetera, et cetera.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
1: So the book is cut into seven parts, and part four is a day at the races.
0: Oh, Oh, uh, that's annoying because that's the name of a qu- another queen another album, queen album yeah. <laughs> which could be the album that Brighton Rock is on. That's maybe it's a whole like. Concept. Uh, Imagine that. I mean, realize.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I don't. No one calls it a day at the races. I've just uh, okay. You've just got. Oh. I've just I've just okay. added that Thank in, goodness. but not realizing it was. I know that that's a queen album, but let's see if it's on there. Brighton Rock. It's not on the okay. I'm
0: afraid. That would be that would have been crazy. That would have been a revelation.
1: <laughs> it's on a uh, Pinky the Gangster, <laughs> no. Brighton Rock Queen like, song. Let's find out which album it could is. Could feel like
0: Queen Two or something like that. Because mm. I feel like the first albums are just called Queen.
1: Opening track off their third studio album, Sheer Heart Attack. Oh. Okay. The song right. features one of Queen's longest guitar solos, which is more than three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, cool. that is too, long. too much guitar. Sheer guys. heart attack. Well, I mean, they say
0: Hal died of a heart attack. That's in true. With Brighton Rock. I think Queen is uh, does the does very it, linked. Is the song actually about the book?
1: Let's, Let's have a look. Let's it also says the solo has been performed live by Brian May at most concerts since its release. Of course it has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic <laughs> three Brian minute May. A
0: three-minute guitar. Got to, we, the people need to see it.
1: Uh, the song, the first album, first track on the album, tells the story of two young lovers, Jenny and Jimmy, meeting in Brighton on a public holiday. Brighton. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, that's the connection. The connection is that... Brighton. Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Because I will explain what Brighton Rock is. Okay. It is a thing. But I would have assumed that because this is a famous English book, I would have thought that, yeah, that was Yeah, for sure. Mention. So, yeah. So, we're a day at the races. Thousands flock to watch and bet on the horses. Pinky goes with Spicer, who he's now convinced to soon leave town to start that pub. Oh, so okay. Like, Good. get out of here.
0: That's nice. Uh, this is, now it's feeling a bit of Of Mice and Men. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Go start the pub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just turn around,
0: dude. Yeah. Well, I actually want to go back to my house and, like, like, my things. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Turn yeah. around
1: and start walking to the pub. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we also tell Spicer that he's met, decided to make peace with Colleone. Uh-huh. And Spicer's oh. like, that's great news. And when they're at the races, Pinky is really nice to him, which is rare. He tells him to buy a beer. Enjoy it while you can. He's a soldier. I mean, uh, enjoy it while you can.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, Uh,
1: enjoy it like it's your last because I'm about to kill. I mean,
0: enjoy it. it. It's a can. Enjoy a can of beer. (laughs) Actually meant to say.
1: (laughs) Mm, It'll kill your thirst. That's that's what I was driving at. Uh, Spicer takes his money to Jim Tate betting on a horse named Memento Mori. Oh. He asks Pinky what Memento Mori means, and Pinky says he isn't sure. Really, it's Latin for remember, you have to die. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And there's also an excellent episode of The X-Files. <laughs>
0: oh, all it's right. also the opening track of uh, so the T-shirt that I'm always wearing, that I'm not currently wearing, uh, <laughs> okay. of the Dog in a Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah. album opening track of that album is Memento Mori.
1: And okay. what's the band?
0: Crywank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One word It's good That is good stuff Apparently it's also A Lamb of God song But I honestly prefer The Crywank version Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah for sure
0: Opening line of the song Is everyone in everyone you love is gonna die so that's pretty much what that means anyway i think yeah. it was like yeah it was kind of like slang right like people would say it in a kind of like it was a kind of like what are you gonna do it's like yolo yeah i think it kind of was you'd be like yeah memento mori Let's Like, us bring well, it back we're all gonna fucking die Please. one day yeah. who yeah. cares dude eat arsenic or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it tastes what it. It good <laughs> eat arsenic memento <laughs> mori yeah.
1: <laughs> so Memento mori is in the same race as a horse called Black Boy, oh, which is okay. the twelve
0: to one yeah. Ida's yeah.
1: horse. just put B- she's and uh, gets across the line. Black Boy wins, <gasps> meaning she wins big. It's two hundred pounds all up. She's profited. Goodness! Which remember I told you twenty pounds is good money. Two hundred pounds, yeah. it's great. That's a small fortune, which gives her the luxury to investigate Fred's death as much as she likes. <laughs> okay, she
0: goes. <laughs> she's still. He's right. the one.
1: He gave me that tip. I'm gonna you know, my tribute to him is to solve his murder and now I've got the means to do it. You want
0: like evidence that I have no gumption or moxie? Like that's such a like I was immediately like and then you retire. Like yeah, right. mm. yeah you go, you got your money. It's over. Oh, yeah. Why? Why are you investigating Fred? I'm always scared of wanting, a like the yeah. lotto or something like that. Just because, like, I reckon two million dollars is the magic number. Where mm. if someone gives me two million dollars, I'm dead within a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but I reckon more than two million. So You're like three, wisely. Yeah. I like it's not enough for me to be lived so stupidly that I'm dead within a week. Mm. Yeah. Two yeah, million. Yeah. $2 million, I feel feel like, you know like when bugs get stuck to the front of a grill of a truck <laughs> yeah. and they dry out? That's you. Yeah. <laughs> That's you in one week on the front of a truck. <laughs> yeah. A desiccated corpse. So
1: worth it. <laughs> they got him. They, mm. got him. they got him. They got him. Yeah, apparently. The truck is... <laughs> uh, Spicer also won money for coming second and he's about to c- collect this cash... Pinky says goodbye to Spicer, and he's confused. But then a group of Colleone's men descend on him, but they also descend on Pinky. Oh, no. (gasps) Much to his confusion. You fools, he said. It's not me. It's him you want. (laughs) But they lay into them both, and Spicer calls out for Pinky to help. Uh, Pinky can't help, uh, one, because he doesn't (laughs) want to, and two, because his face and knuckles get badly cut. He's able to escape, leaving Spicer, As he runs away, he cries and even begins to pray. Whoa. But he knows that salvation only comes to those who repent, and he has no time to do that. (laughs) He then begins, uh, so he hides like in a garage, and then he starts to feel embarrassment for running away and for crying in front of the other gangsters. Mm. He goes to see uh, Rose at work, and she helps care for him. She tells him that she loves him regardless of what's happened to him or whatever he's done, and he tells her that Spicer is dead. (laughs) I love you no
0: matter what Spice is (laughs) dead dead. Who? <laughs> the guy that you thought was that other guy. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Kali Kibber? You're really
1: badly cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I know Kali Kibber's dead. It was in the paper. Yeah. No, no,
1: no. He's another no, guy. No, it's he, a different he guy. He died again. <laughs> <laughs> he died again? They, they killed the second Colly Kibber? <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, can't. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, he decides he must step things up a bit. He must marry Rose in order to keep her <laughs> from testifying against him. As there's a rule yeah, that stops this married rules. couples testifying. Yeah. Is that real it comes up in it it feels like back then it's a thing yeah because like yeah i I just feel
0: like it's thrown around a lot in pop culture and it also just seems like something that just makes no sense to me yeah oh yeah it seems crazy like as in you can't like married couples can withhold evidence against each other yeah recently i saw it in an episode of desperate housewives yeah yeah i don't know i've definitely heard of it before but whether or not it's true i couldn't I couldn't yeah. Gabrielle and Carlos used it to get out of mischief. That was cheeky. Mm. They're, they are the, they're the sauciest couple in yeah. Mysterio Lane. I'll oh. see it. <laughs> Lord.
1: Well, according to criminallegal.com.au, a website I'm very familiar yeah. with, <laughs> a spouse who chooses to testify voluntarily has every right to do so. The nature and extent of that harm outweighs the desirability of having the evidence given. Whether a spouse can be compelled to testify against the other spouse is therefore a judgment call. Oh, okay. So Just vibe check it. Yeah, be like, hmm, is this contempt? Yeah, <laughs> looks like in the in the US there's spousal
0: privilege. God. Mm. So in Australia it doesn't mean shit. Got to go to America get married. <laughs>
1: get married. There you go. He's in the UK yeah, or England, true. more
0: specifically Brighton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, gotta marry her. So when he gets home, he sends for the, uh, his lawyer, Mr. Pruitt, to work out how they can get married, Good even name. though. Every name we get
0: in this makes Tom seem. S- <laughs> Sorry, of words. Look, Sorry, Tom. Worse. Look, if your name is Tom now, that's fine. That's My name's okay. Joel. Equally, just I a name. Plenty of good Toms, but it's it's boring. When you get names like Pinky and Spencer, Spicer, Spicer,
1: Hale, Cubit, yeah, Cubby Cobby Cubby Mr. Pruitt is engaged to work out how he can marry, even though they're both only seventeen. They're underage. Of course. But actually, one of them sixteen,
0: which True. we haven't learned yet.
1: No, uh, how is this going to be a bombshell?
0: It's twelve months. <laughs> mm. uh, it's not really that much of a bombshell. She's just like, actually, I'm sixteen. <laughs> what? Uh, that oh, change, okay. This changes nothing.
1: <laughs> uh, Pinky also tells Cubit and Dello that the remaining two men in his gang that Spicer is ambushed and was killed by Colyoni's men. But Dello's like, "What are you talking about? Spicer's in his room right now." Oh my god. Yeah, it turns out he survived the attack as well. Pinky goes in awkwardly to see him and immediately realises that Spicer knows it was Pinky who wanted him dead. Probably because he yelled out, Not me! Kill him! <laughs> that that uh, guy. We cut to Ida trying to convince Rose that Pinky doesn't really love her and is only pretending. And she's like, I don't care because I love him. Wait, mm. when did Ida find this out? Or did she just see the mayhem and was like, Oh, him. <laughs> oh, well, she's God. figured out that... Um, the reason that Rose doesn't want to talk to her about who she saw on that day with a card. Oh, yeah, I forgot that has been... Way, yeah. And he's been, she's been watching him going, hang on, what's the something going on mm. here? He doesn't love you. He just wants you to stop... You know, he's looking out for someone. I know that that guy's... He's dodgy. Yeah. Then we go back to Pinky's house when he's standing at the top of the stairs and down below, dead on the ground, is Spicer. <gasps> Push him down Pushed the stairs. Push him down the stairs. Pruitt, who was the lawyer that was in the other room, is like, what the hell happened? <laughs> He was in the bathroom. He comes out like, "What the hell?" And Pinky's like, "Ah, oh, the banister broke. I was always telling the landlord to fix that." Oops. Well, don't say oops if it's not your fault. And just when
0: a person dies. <laughs> oops. Yeah. But and Oopsie. then he's like
1: And then um Pinky's like, "All right, Pruitt, you've got to say that I was never here. But with your testimony, you're a lawyer. You're you're trusted by the law. They'll If you say, "Yep, he fell from the stairs."
2: Mm, open and dusted. shut done and yeah.
1: dusted a horrible accident and he's like and Pruitt is like alright and I guess otherwise right, I'll be linked to the crime yeah, so I've fair. got to keep my mouth shut uh, Pinky has a DNM with Dello mm-hmm. his gang member and admits that he's a bit worried about everything I wonder why <laughs> yeah, fair enough this started
0: with one loose end that has turned into about 30 yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe being a 17 year old gangster yeah stupid yeah not clever when you're 17 you've got a bad brain yeah Got to wait for it to solidify. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: <laughs> we learned through Pinky and this conversation that Hale, who was the colleague keeper that got murdered at the start of the book, mixed up with Mr. Collione. And because of this, their old boss, Kite, was murdered. So he, in a way, led to the murder of their old boss, oh, Kite. Okay. So that's why the, the gang felt like they had to take revenge. Yeah. I think he wrote like an article or something mm. that linked him up and then they were like, all right, Kite died because of you, and I for an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That feels important. man. And Pinky is now starting to question just how worth it it's all been. Because he's like, I've had had to kill another man. (laughs) I'll have to marry this 17-year-old who I really despise. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Just to show how remorseful he is, Pinky runs into Spice's girlfriend, Sylvie, at a bar. And the gang tell her how sorry they are about Spice's accidental death. But this doesn't stop Pinky from trying to pick her up, though. Don't you loathe human contact, pinky maniac? Uh, Women and sex repulse him, but he's about to be married, so he feels like he needs to practice and get to know you know, how it all works. Yeah. yeah, figure it out. He takes Sylvie to the back of a car, but then gives into his uh, revulsion, runs away, vomits, and then slips on the edge of a pool and falls in. <laughs> <laughs> <is> very funny. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> 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 she's just in the back of the car going, what? <laughs> what the hell was that? Is he coming back? What a noise. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Rose has been fired from her job for being rude to Ida, the one that's investigating everything, because she mm. kept coming, and yeah. and eventually she told her to piss off, and her boss said, you can't talk to customers like that. Yeah. So Pinky needs Rose to marry him, but they need her parents' permission. So he goes to their house with Rose, and it's a squat that says, in the book it says, it smells like a lavatory. Oh, remember, shit up. Remember, yeah. she's in this very poor part of yep. the town. Mm. Famously poor. Rose warns Pinky that her parents get in, quote, moods. Okay. <laughs> And apart from their behaviour, which is to ignore both of them and not answer any questions, I assumed that this was an old timey talk for like a drug or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they're just super moody and just won't talk. <laughs> like she's like, oh, "I'm going to get marry this boy." Hello, and he's like, "Hello, Mrs. Rose, Mr. Rose," and they just look at him and then don't talk. That's their mood. It's just like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> okay. So I was like, "Are they high? What's yeah. going on? Just weird no. people. Just <laughs> grumpy. I yes. guess. Yeah, just really grumpy." The only thing Rose's dad says is they won't let her marry. Pinky offers him money and he refuses, saying he'd never sell his daughter. But then Pinky raises the price, and the dad's like, You've got a deal. <laughs> Sold! <Solves. laughs> I never saw my daughter for that much. Was whoa, whoa,
0: whoa.
1: Uh, Rose says she's never known one of her parents' moods to pass so quickly. They must have liked you, she says. <laughs> oh, they liked the cash that I offered. Yeah. yeah. That night, Pinky's boys, Cubit and Dello, want to celebrate his engagement. And to their surprise, he even decides to have a beer with them. Oh. <gasps> Hell, now he's getting married. He might as well become a drinker, he says. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, yeah fair call. Fair call, <laughs> buddy. Uh, the two guys give him some joke gifts for his wedding, some local souvenirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinky sees this as a sign of disrespect and like they're mocking him for the marriage that he clearly doesn't want Yeah, he loses his temper and tells Cubit he'll fix him the same way he fixed Spicer and Cubit's like what? didn't you say Spicer from from the top of the stairs Q-bit. in a horrible accent? <laughs> what are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there he's like but that's our guy Yeah, <laughs> you killed our guy he cracks it because Spicer was his friend and he quits the gang and Prinky's basically like you can't quit me you're fired <laughs> but now his gang is basically him and Della. we're about uh, to find out again you're not out. Yeah, you're never out. Yeah.
0: That's so funny.
1: Now, uh, Cuba goes to try and work for the rival gang leader, Mr. Colioni, but he's rejected. Oh. He runs into... I <laughs> the one that got fired from the other <laughs> shit gang. Oh, no, no, no. I was coming here all the time.
0: <laughs> Aren't you the guy that didn't realize that nobody <laughs> just falls down the stairs? <laughs> no one falls through a banister and dies you're and...
1: I don't have any like spots for such a naive guy.
0: Yeah, I take things at face value. What is a failing I have?
1: <laughs> but he runs into Ida, who starts chatting to him about Pinky and Cubit, who's now absolutely off his face. Starts spilling some of the beans. He says he hates killing, which indicates to Ida that the gang are responsible for Fred's death. She's like, "I'm onto something here." Yeah. Yep. He also lets on that Pinky and Rose are going to get married, and she's like, "I've got to save that girl." Cut to the austere municipal building where Pinky and Rose are getting married. Rose is late and tells Pinky she went to church, hoping to confess. She wanted to be in a state of grace when she married him, but the priest wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) She says, we're about to commit a mortal sin anyway. All right. What's a sin?
0: Getting married when you're underage, probably. Is that a sin in the Bible? <laughs> I don't know. For the <laughs> church? I don't
1: think the church gives a shit, to be honest. <laughs> church is
0: happy. More married
1: people just like, matter. Yeah, <laughs> married is good. I think she's also worried about uh, uh, their fornication. Oh. So, but they will be married, so... It's yeah.
0: fine. It's all legal, baby. Yeah, you just got to... Every... Look... The way I think, my understanding of how it works is once you're married, it's fine. And any yeah. time you have sex with pleasure, you've just got to pretend. You've got to lie to God, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like we were trying to have a kid. Yeah, we, I don't know, it's that worked. <laughs> I put this condom on, you reckon that was it? <laughs> <laughs> I just put it on, I don't know, everyone else was doing it. That's <laughs> I don't get cold.
1: <laughs> After the wedding, Rose gets as dressed up as she can, but inside it's a crappy government building. Hardly the union of anyone's dreams. Yeah. The registrar is a bit shocked when they're so young and they don't have any rings. The teens are rushed through the formalities, and before they know it, they are legally married. Congratulations. Congratulations,
0: Pinky and Rose. The brain. (laughs) (laughs) Pinky and the brain, legally married. Congratulations. (laughs) What the plan for today is, Pinky?
1: (laughs) Holy matrimony. (laughs) Same as his everyday. Holy matrimony. (laughs) Well, they go to a bar to celebrate, and Rose admits... It wasn't much of a wedding. Yeah. Well, Pinky feels the same and they're both in agreement. The ceremony really meant nothing. They're both aware that it wasn't a real marriage.
0: Okay. So that's sort of why they feel a bit guilty At about it. At this point, I think Pinky is my most hated character in this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. hate weddings. You hate love. And you're like, mm, wasn't actually what I yeah, wanted. Yeah, I kind of wanted to actually. Well, then don't
1: get married, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really my dream day. <laughs> uh, Pinky realizes then he's got no honeymoon plans, so he suggests that they stay the night at the fancy Cosmopolitan Hotel. thought you were going to say Brighton Rock? Yeah. I thought that's where it was going to oh, come yeah. in. <laughs> this is where Mr. Coliani's headquarters is. And Rose can't believe it, but she's like, oh my goodness, how fancy. But when they get there, they're turned away and told there are no rooms available. Pinky cracks it yelling, my money is as good as anyone's. As he's basically turfed out. And they spend the night wandering around Brighton. Terrible honeymoon. Yeah. You'd like that honeymoon. Adventuring. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Don't lie to me. (laughs) You would be the perfect honeymoon. It would be good, yeah. yeah. Well, on the pier, Rose spots a little amusement stand where you can record a message and then have it pressed onto vinyl.
0: Okay. sounds cool. That is cool. I thought... I honestly thought for a second it was yeah. going to say spotted the amusement because there's a pier in Brighton that has, like, an amusement park on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're hanging out. I think it is probably that one. Or... Yeah, and Jackson, what happened last time you were
0: there? I got my head stuck in Brighton's Cheeky Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky, Cheeky Chappie is, like, what? the he's like the mascot of that amusement park yeah, pier. Yeah, so it's uh, just, like, a guy, but it's one of those things where you can put your face in them. Oh, no. And, and Jackson... I was like, what if I put my whole head through? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? But, like, an arrow my ears prevented like the, the point of it oh,
1: my ears no. prevented me from leaving
0: so what and, did you do well I just I was in there for a bit and then I got very red and <laughs> scared scared that yeah. we were going to have to call the fire department to destroy Brighton's <laughs> cheeky chappy um, this was on tour and so Zamit went up behind me and I guess sort of three stooges style just grabbed me and Yank you yanked through. me back out it my it ears were, yeah. he pushed your ears down and yanked yeah. you out did it hurt your ears so much I'm sure a second pair of hands would have been helpful but I couldn't stand <laughs> Up, i was laughing so much you have great photos of this yeah we got video of it uh, this footage of yeah me and brighton's cheeky chappy and you can see as my face goes from this is funny to I'm i, I might be in trouble oh no oh no
1: that is the worst thing that happened in brighton since collie Kim's murder <laughs> yeah, i think so i wish that yeah i, that I got whacked <laughs> i reckon if, i
0: think that if we had to call the fire brigade they had to break cheeky chappy because yeah. of you you would have got whacked i would have got whacked by the brighton mob oh, yeah.
1: yeah i don't stand for that <laughs> So she sees this thing, you can record your voice on the vinyl. Yeah. She asks Pinky to record her a love message, even though they don't own a record player. Yeah. So he goes into the booth and she can't hear him, but the message he records says, God damn, you little bitch, why can't you go back home forever and let me be? You married her. Pinky,
0: you're going to probably die at the
1: end of this book. Yeah. And I will be happy. Thank
0: God. You are very annoying.
1: So he gets the record and gives it to her and she hangs on to it like a nice little keepsake, not knowing that he's got this horrible Mm. message on there for her.
0: Yeah. What does he think is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what Pinky's plan has ever been, really. Mm. He's a fool.
1: He also buys Rose a stick of candy known as Brighton Rock. (gasps) Hey! It's like a long cylinder of boiled candy and it can have words or an image on the top that goes all the way through and sometimes they cut it up into bits. Oh, yeah, that kind of thing. thing. And sometimes it will say, like, Happy Valentine's Day or something on there. Yeah, so uh, that just says uh,
0: "leave me alone"
1: on that too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, some people have speculated that that's like a, a metaphor for Pinky, who's hard all the way through. Mm, yeah, that's, that's cool. uh, I've seen a lot of people write that. Pinky is bright. Right? So if you want to include right. that in your essays, everyone? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That'll make you sound good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Every single good. aside that Jackson and I have put in yeah. this episode, though, leave those out of your essays. Or combine <laughs> no, them into a, a secondary essay. Although the way that I've spoke through most of this episode is mm. probably helpful if you are writing a university lecture, mm. because I pull from lots of random pop culture references that really mean nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. But you can be like, this is a thing that's also right. discussed in this thing. Who <laughs> <laughs> hmm. means a uh, fucking... Uh what are you trying to say who's the band Cry-wank. Cry-wank. No, not Crywank. the ones who have an album called Brighton rock your queen queen and the song bright and rock <laughs> <laughs> the album
1: sheer heart attack it's the opening track of their third album well there you go yeah <laughs> and much like that 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 record he's hard all the way through <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, Pinky is totally dreading the wedding night, knowing that they're supposed to have sex. So he yep. suggests that they stay out and watch a movie. He's just trying to put it yeah, off. Yeah. But then they watch it. It's a romantic film. Mm. Right. And he's like, this is, no. Oh She's holding on. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I'm like, yeah. This is really giving the wrong idea. So he grabs her and they have to leave early. Eventually they get back to his house. Should have gone and seen like a Buster Keaton <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really- Safety
0: Lost. <laughs> hey look he's falling off that clock tower. <laughs> You're not horny, right? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm not. You might get hit by a train. <laughs> That's a classic Buster Keaton thing. <laughs> So they get back to his house and he, wanting to get it over, eventually Pinky just grabs Rose and they bonk. All right. Congratulations. Now, yeah. in their minds, they've definitely committed a mortal sin and they will surely burn in hell forever, no matter how hard they repent. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> yeah. I know, but in their minds, it's a sham marriage.
0: Yeah, but then. But uh, in the eyes of God, it's a sh- <laughs> sh- 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 <laughs> sham sin too, then. Yeah. <laughs> you only had sex because of the sham wedding. Yeah, yeah. You only had sex because you reckoned that that was going to make the wedding official.
1: It's shams a, it's, upon sham. It
0: shammed the whole way through. Sham, wow. <laughs> <be> Shamrock. <laughs> Shamrock. <laughs>
1: Shamrock. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, he's a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> uh, the bell rings uh, possibly during the sex, possibly just after in my memory, and it's Qubit, oh. uh, the one that left the gang after he found out Pinky killed Spicer. Cupid is drunk, off his face, and tells Pinky they should be friends again because they used to be like brothers. <laughs> Pinky tells him we were never friends,
0: <laughs> and
1: <laughs> Cupid starts ranting about someone has is willing to pay him money to spill the beans on the murder of Hale. That's Ida. Ida yeah, yeah, sure. He leaves, cracks it, and goes back to, and uh, Pinky goes back to Rose, and she asks, "Oh, was that the police?" And he says, "No. Why would it be?" And she replies, "You know, because of Collie Kibber." revealing that she knows about the murders and wanted to marry Pinky anyway. Oh, whoa. So she knows. Uh, Pinky goes for a walk and finds a note from Rose in his pocket that she wrote to him saying she loves him and she will never, ever leave him no matter what. Okay. And, uh, um... Sir? He's not happy to read the note, by the way. (laughs) I I can't imagine.
0: Wait till she hears the record. (laughs) Um... So his plan wasn't to marry her in case she found out and therefore could defend himself. It was that he was like, if I marry her, she's going to stop. She's going to love me so much. Mind. She's going to stop focusing on these other things that happened to her. She just won't ever learn. It's a That's a
1: terrible plan. <laughs> well, I think it's that she won't testify against him if she likes him because you can't force a spouse to testify but against him. But then
0: he's him. surprised to find out that she, she actually knows. knows. So what was she going to testify <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it was in case anyone came up. Hey, this is a bit weird. Let's look into that Collie Kibber murder again. Mm. Oh, and we'll. Inter- and she becomes yeah, a witness because ah, she. Yes. Okay. So no. they bring her up on the stand, but she'll so be like, if- "I'm not going on the witness stand. <laughs> Spousal privilege or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> but know, it is a bit of a freak out. That, yeah. because if. If he's like, I'm not going on understand special
0: privilege, they'll be like, well then, because Pinky wasn't involved in this at all until you said that. <laughs> yeah. In which case, now, That's okay, we're just gonna
1: we yeah. <laughs> investigate this guy. Yeah, maybe the lawyer would say, no, 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 don't say that. It's gonna <laughs> really put your husband in it. So he goes for a walk, finds his night. That night, Pinky has a nightmare and starts to accept the fact that he is legally married to Rose, and they'll they'll have to keep that. He'll have to keep her loving him. That he won't be free until the day he dies. Whoa, he starts feeling a bit leaner. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Ooh, all right. okay, okay, this is a lot. And with that, we are on to our final part part seven. Rose goes out for a walk herself, and when she comes back, she's told her mum's come to visit. Oh my god, and Oh, she, she, Mama, Mama Rose, the one in a mood. Yeah. yeah, she excitedly <laughs> runs up the stairs only to find it's not her mum, it's Ida. <gasps> oh. who told her housemates, I'm her mum. And okay, they said, "Don't go and wait in her room. So Ida must be like 40. Yeah, okay.
0: That's helping us with the Helen Mirren yeah, yeah. debacle.
1: Not his. Still, <laughs> yeah, but Helen Mirren was in her <laughs> 60s.
0: Yeah. We think. Yeah. Unless I've been very rude to Helen Mirren.
1: <laughs> Let's look up right now, Dame Helen Mirren. Dame, dame. important. Yeah, it is important to address. you got to address a dame as dame. She's 76 now. So yes, 11 years ago, she was 65. Okay. What the fuck, Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it actually Usually yeah. it's the other way around Yeah where they won't. think about it It's kind of awesome Yeah they won't Have give they like, made They won't give an <laughs> older woman a go So yeah. that's good <laughs> <laughs> But then it also
0: screams like We know one actress yeah. We gotta yeah. put her in the movie for yes, Do we know guess. who played Um, I went to just go check my phone Realized my phone was On airplane mode And mm-hmm. didn't want to make the Dave you got a computer Right in front of yeah. you. Yeah who played Pinky and how old are they? Like, True, great question. Because then we'll be able to tell straight away if everyone It was been Sam
1: up. Riley, who is now 41, so he was 30.
0: Oh, yeah, so okay. everyone's been aged up. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's,
1: okay. But the whole thing is, like, the book either refers to him as Pinky or the narrator just says, the boy. Yeah, I yeah. know, he's meant to be like quite, quite young. young. Yeah, that's I was 17. imagining, like, a Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now he's a 30-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, the, the whole boy. time. The boy. Yeah, someone who's got, like, an intense stare if they need it. Mm. Yeah. So uh, it's Ida. She's dropped around pretending to be the mum just so she can get inside the house. She's still trying to get Rose to leave Pinky, telling him that she's married a murderer. Rose confirms that she knows and doesn't care. Hell yeah, Rose. Ida says that there's a man she's paying who's been giving her evidence that proves Pinky's guilt, but that he's refusing to testify. So that's probably Cupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She tells Rose that Pinky doesn't love her, that he only married her, so she wouldn't be compelled to give evidence. But Rose is like, piss off, I love him. Have you listened to the record yet love? Yeah, yeah. that's what uh, that's uh, what that's Helen so... that's what Dane Helen
0: Mirren's going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right then, love. right <laughs> i I'll just be popping off, but I'm just wondering, have you listened to the record he's given you yet? Oh, British Colombo. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> have a listen to the record, how about? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a dirty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to the record. Uh, anyway, I'm uh, Dave Allen Mirum. Anyway, all right, well, I'll, I'll be out of your hair then, right? Anyway, uh, enjoy the record. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what my luck?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Um so Pinky comes home and he sees Ida from a distance leaving and he's like what the hell's she doing in my house? Hearing from the others that he's Oh, you've just missed your mother in law Rose uh he asks Rose, How how's your mum? And Rose says, Oh yeah, she was okay. He doesn't say that it was Ida. Okay. This makes Pinky super sus on her, and he starts to consider that she could betray him and ponders whether he has to kill her, too. Oh, my God.
0: Pinky. Pinky, you
1: could have done this in book two, man. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not pro-murder. No, but it's just at a certain point. (laughs) It just feels like that this guy is pro-murder, yet for some reason he's just not pro-murder in this one specific circumstance.
1: Yeah. Until maybe now. (laughs) He tells Dello, his right-hand man, they might have to shut her up, and Dello is shocked. He's like what? Mate, that's a, she, your
0: wife. That's your wife. She's just a young
1: girl. What are you talking Bella. about? <laughs> that's your bloody wife. <laughs> when Pinky runs into Rose again, however, in the house, she confesses that, I've got to tell you something, that wasn't my mother. That was Ida, that woman, saying that, I can't lie to you. But Pinky is relieved at first, but then considers maybe she's just saying that.
2: Mm.
1: <clears throat> he doesn't know what to believe. Pinky tells her not to worry about Ida as long as she doesn't find her out about Spicer. Think he will be fine. And Rose is like, well, what? Wasn't Spice's death an accident? <laughs> what? So now she knows he's killed twice. People are so stupid. I know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Spice just or... tripped innocently down those stairs.
0: Alternatively, staircases used to be a lot more dangerous <laughs> yeah, and we're ignorant.
1: I, honestly, uh, I think to take a piss, they had to climb down a ladder in this place. It was a real squat. I could, so I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous stairs. Yeah uh pinky knows his other loose end is mr pruitt his lawyer that was in the house the day spicer was killed so he goes to visit him and sees that pruitt is unraveling he's lost his clients he's in a loveless marriage and he's worried about being implicated in a murder and he's drunk off his face yeah classic pinky offers him 20 pounds cash to leave the country and lay low for a few Mm -hmm. months treat himself to a long holiday the only catch being he's got to leave tomorrow and he agrees Pinky doesn't trust him, so he gets someone to keep watch on Pruitt and make sure he, he gets on a boat.
0: Pinky's life down the shit yeah, oh, big yeah. time. He's yeah. so many loose ends. He yeah, he used to be king of the
1: gang, and that, now you're, you're really like clutching at straws, being like, you know, like, all right, I gotta balls check on yeah, this guy, yeah. and then I
0: gotta pay this other guy to look on this guy. My, oh wife, my god. She's probably lying.
1: But she seems crazy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm 17. <laughs> yeah. And it takes another turn here when Pinky starts telling Dello that maybe one option that would solve their problems would be to enter into a suicide pact with Rose, <laughs> whom he's sure would not want to live without him. Then maybe Pinky might not actually die, but Rose would. And, and it's, so try and trick
0: and, Rose into committing suicide. And then it's
1: not murder and he can't go to jail for it. Yeah. That's, okay. his, that's sure. his plan. Great. He, he tells Dallas the plan and Della was shocked saying, I cannot do That's that. That's your wife. <laughs> that is
0: mate, are you listening to <laughs> yeah. yourself right now? This is
1: honestly, this is really Your wife rose, you talking <laughs> about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the love of your life.
1: <laughs> Beautiful ceremony in a sheet house building. I was there. I don't understand. <laughs> also at this time, Pinky gets a letter from Mr. Collione offering Pinky three hundred pounds to clear out of Brighton. A lot of money. Wow, yeah. Pinky, however, can't imagine living anywhere else, though. Oh, can't my consider. God. P.K. Dude, this P.K. is your, your ticket out of here, man. 300 P.K. pounds. That's like a small fortune. Yeah. Go to go, Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> go to Ibiza, baby. Live it up. Yeah. They also get a call saying that Mr. Pruitt has been seen getting on a boat to leave the country. So that's one loose okay, end. Okay. Like, Take right. care of it. Don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> Definitely will come back to budget. Yeah. So really, Pinky, Pinky's only worry is his wife, Rose. Mm. They Could go just, out for dinner. And happened to be at the same venue as Ida. Oh, man. she just happens to be eating over there. Their enemy, who wants to bring him down, so Pinky suggests he and Rose take a drive into the country. He's like, we got to get away from this lady. Mm. So they get his car, and he tells lots of people exactly where he's going and to take, take knowledge of the time. He's like, what time have you got? Eight o'clock, great. Mm. All right, I'm just going off into <laughs> oh, the country now, trying to give himself an alibi. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we're just going out to the country, suicide back. Sorry, what? <laughs> no. What I say? What did you <laughs> say? Did well, you, you th- say suicide back? <laughs> yeah. no, you said suicide back. Oh, I would never. No, I wouldn't even think of it. That's a sin. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He brings out the note that Rose wrote saying she'd never leave him and asks, 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 <laughs> <laughs> asks, is this true? And when she says yes, he starts to imply maybe they should follow a suicide pact together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. He has a gun in his pocket and says <laughs> they have to do it now because they're bound to get caught sooner or later, sooner or later in prison. They can't be together there. Yeah, so, fair call, yeah. fair call. And uh, she says, oh, can't. We wait until we, you know, you know we get busted." Caught. And yeah. he says, "By then, it might be too late. Let's just yeah.
0: let's just do it.
1: Let's just take let's just do it. it. Let's just do it. Like, like, let let's, let's be crazy and do it." She realises that what they're about to commit is the most serious sin of all, oh, taking true. your own life. So the sin of despair cannot be forgiven. Still, she will do it for him because she found, feels bound to him. Okay, Bound in hell or whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They stop at a pub and Pinky Goats, uh rose to write a suicide note, which she does. He's like, just uh, write a bit, little thing. Write there. a cheeky little suicide <laughs> note. Like that. Sign it for me. But when Pinky leaves for the bathroom, she starts to have second thoughts. She starts oh, thinking about geez, life. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. She's thinking about life going, oh, it's
0: not so bad, actually. I am only yeah. s- uh, 16 years old. so yeah. <laughs> There's actually heaps of life left
1: for me. Yeah, I p- can probably only remember 10 years of being alive. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem like heaps. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe less. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ida confronts Pinky's mob friend Dallow at a cafe. And it is described with this completely normal sentence. She sat there completely at her ease, her big breasts ready for any secrets. <laughs> what are you talking about, Graham Green? Vintage Green. Vintage Green. green. Man, I was enjoying it, but <laughs> these bits kept popping up and I just had to be like, what is coming? Ready going for on? any secrets yeah. that come ready? their way. Okay. <laughs> just got to keep reminding you that they're there. It's like, all right, okay, dude. any
0: way you can. Just on that, just real quick, is like the book kind of implying that she's kind of like Intentionally, like seductive. She is a,
1: quite a seductive person. I think they're trying to apply that she's the opposite of uh, of the Roman Catholics because she has no religion or whatever, and oh, she okay. she's quite uh, free with her love life. She sleeps with lots of, lots of yeah. different men, yeah. and uh, and and even says to them, "I don't see this as a problem." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So she is quite quite a seductive person. But this is tying back into his famous quote:
0: "I am not um, a Catholic yeah, writer, but true. I'm a writer who is Catholic," yeah. because this is probably going to paint
1: Catholic religion. <laughs> maybe a bit of a burden. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, or maybe the other way where they're saying like, why would you act like this? When you could, you could be like Vinky. do two, two murders, be 17, <laughs> and be like, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell so bad. So she's ready for any secrets. She tells Dello that the jeek is up. Mr. Pruitt, the lawyer, has been arrested and is sure to rat them out. Mm. Dello's like, uh, apparently got. On, I saw him get on a boat. Right? He's, he's on our a guy. Holiday. He's on holiday. To, and then uh, she says, "No, nah, no, nah, the cops got him, and uh, he's he's under he arrest." Sunk his
0: boat. Mm. Cannonball, <laughs> you know. Cannonball. Cannoned him to death, bro. Yeah. He's done. He's at the bottom of the sea.
1: Dallow starts to freak out, and he's worried that Pinky plans to get Rose to commit suicide. Something he can't stand for. So uh, he and he tells Ida this. He starts freaking out. They find out where they went from the car parking attendant that yep. Pinky obviously said, "What time is it? Mm-hmm. Great, I'm going to this exact location." <laughs> And uh, because he doesn't have any money for a car, Delo goes to Ida. All right, let's go together. Let's track down Pinky to try and stop him. So they've teamed up. Yep. Meanwhile, Pinky pulls over on a spot near a cliff overlooking a beach. He hands the gun to Rose and says he'll leave the car, wait for her to do it, then he'll have his turn. You do it first, I'll yeah. I'll do it. I'll
0: see you down there. I'll keep watch. <laughs> he even
1: says, She starts hesitating. He goes, oh. Do you want me to go first? And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so fair. he, like, very much uh, plays her. Yeah, that's the only smart decision he's made yeah, at this point. Yeah, the whole time. Blop. Yeah. He kisses her on the cheek and leaves her alone in the car. Not even a full-blown full, full blown passion yeah. to say Hold goodbye. See I think he said, uh, I think it even says in the book, he thought about kissing her lips, but they disgusted him. Yeah. yeah,
0: No thanks. <laughs> Didn't get over it. Mm, fair enough.
1: Mm. Rose picks up the gun, not wanting to go through with it, but not wanting to let Pinky down. So she's having these second thoughts, and she keeps thinking, oh, I'll pick it up, but I won't put it to my head. And then she puts it to her head. She goes, oh, I'll put it to my head, but I won't pull the trigger. Hmm. But she finds herself feeling compelled to do it. She doesn't want to let him down. But yep. also she's like, I don't want to die. I don't, die. Really yeah. I don't want to commit this yeah. sin. She puts the, her gun to the head. And then she hears someone yell, Pinky! Pinky! <laughs> she then sees Dello and Ida coming towards her, accompanied by a policeman. Oh, damn. Rose is asked for the gun, but she tells them she's thrown it away. She, she threw it in a bush or something. Pinky starts yelling at Dello, calling him a squealer and wondering aloud if he's going to have to massacre everyone to put an this. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to kill the law of <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <gasps> Dello yells out, it's no use. The police have Pruitt. It's over. Pinky asks Rose for the gun, but again, she tells him it's gone. I put it in a bush. Yeah. It's lost in that bush. <laughs> Pinky then pulls something from his pocket and then there's sound of breaking glass and then Pinky starts screaming in pain. From the small amount of light that's given off the car, Rose can see steam rising from his face. Basically, he's vitriolled tri- himself. Whoa. He's tried to throw the bottle of acid, but it broke and got all over his face. Oh, he okay. didn't vitriol himself. Yeah, I thought the same thing.
0: I thought he was like, "Well, I'm going out yeah, on my no, terms. I
1: think <laughs> he was trying to either get Rose or them. Yeah, yeah. in a, you know a last act of revenge. So with his face basically burning off, he runs away. Climbs a fence and jumps off the cl- tall cliff before anyone can catch up to him. All right. And he dies. Rest in mm. peace, Pinky. And, uh, you sure you called it. He died. <laughs> he mm, died. You got said it. you would feel nothing. How do you feel?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you were spot on. Yeah. There's no... The moment... Yeah, this is one of those books where you're like, all right. Because it can either go for, like... Presumably, is that like the end? It just ends with Pinky's death and that's No,
1: yeah. we've got two final scenes, a little... uh mm. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll give my give you, give I'll your feelings, give my at feelings right yeah. at the end then.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've got two final scenes. Yep. The first is Ida back in the bar telling her lover that she tricked Delo by lying about Pruitt being arrested. Figures, really, he yeah. got on the boat and... Uh, Pruitt's living the island. Yeah. <laughs> he made it overseas. He got away with it, but she's, like she feels the... And justifies the means. Yeah. She feels happy that she got Rose away from Pinky, which yep. is one of her aims. And also... High for an eye. Yeah. yeah and uh, Hale's killer is killed. Rose, however, doesn't see it the same way. The final scene is Rose at confession in church. She tells the priest she doesn't repent anything beyond not killing herself so that she could be with Pinky in the afterlife. She wants to be damned. Oh, She worries that if she dies now, she might miss Pinky in the afterlife. One might go to heaven, one might go to hell. She's worried they'll miss each other forever. So she's worried about that. The priest gives her some comfort by saying, if he loved you, surely that shows there was some good. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. She then asks the priest, what if she's carrying Pinky's child? And he replies, make him a saint to pray for his father. So there's a possibility that from their wedding night, she's pregnant as well. Yeah, yeah. The final line is her having some acceptance of what's happened now from this priest and deciding to return to Pinky's house. The final line is, there was something to be salvaged from that house and room, something else they wouldn't be able to get over. His voice speaking a message to her. If there was a child speaking to that child, he loved you, the priest had said. That shows. She walked rapidly in the thin June sunlight towards the worst horror of all. Oh, damn. playing that record and <laughs> oh, hearing that message. Shit. I know! Yeah. It's a, it's that. What an ending. And the message, remember, is God damn you little bitch, why can't you go back home forever and let me be? You
0: yeah,
1: know? yeah. And I, I put down the book and went, I had a shocked look on my face. Yeah, 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 of that yeah. Such a tragic ending. Lord lord to her, to, uh, yeah finally have a bit of hope and, and then, then pfft, put that dashed. record on you'd be like oh my oh, god come on <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: that's crazy that's a good ending
1: yeah that's if it ended with just pinky dying like who cares <laughs> obviously no yeah because my thought when she got the record i thought what she'll do is she'll listen to this someday and then realize pinky doesn't love her and then betray him to yeah, Ida. yeah and yeah, i yeah. thought that was gonna and then it gets to the end of the records not mentioned and i was like Huh. Oh, Chekhov's record. Yeah, you yeah, know it's coming. I, I thought that was a bit of a red herring. I, I, I bit disappointed it didn't wrap up, and then that final line—you're like, oh, picking oh, no. the guy,
0: yeah, for sure. Especially as it implies that, yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, well, yeah. It, but or is it in fact a happy ending because she's not going to commit suicide now? Yeah, that's true. She. She's like, well, I won't try and meet him in hell then, because he was yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, I'll go to heaven instead.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be good. I'll go to heaven. I hope, hope it worked out for young
0: Rose. <laughs> Me too. I hope she's okay. Pinky, dumbest man in dumbest fiction. man in books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's
1: seventeen, trying to be a real gangster. Yeah, did a lot of made a lot of stupid decisions.
0: I like every decision. Did he make any good ones? <laughs> Jumped off that cliff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jumped off that cliff. Yeah, smashed the uh, bottle on his face by accident. Yeah. Oh dear, <laughs> that,
0: that's maybe the dumbest move of all. He's, how? He's had so many stupid moves like it, that. Felt like a sort of a mirroring of the scene where he threw up and fell in a pool. Really? <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah, he's, this guy is accident prone. You're just here in the darkness. Pss, <laughs> ah! <laughs>
2: ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, how do you break a bottle on your face I don't know, you accidentally? Bring it up, but you don't let go,
1: you just <laughs> swing it around. <laughs> oh no. Sports would never mind my <laughs> strong <doing>. suit. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, he always oh, he throws it up in the air like someone's shooting a bullet in the air <laughs> and it's just landing on it. Oh god.
0: It's just Baffling yeah. decision after baffling decision.
1: But I like the, the the protagonist, what we think is going to be the protagonist, dies pretty early on. Yeah, I was that's shocked. Cool. That's real cool. It seems like, yeah, that's going to be the, the battle is him trying to survive. Mm. Yeah. this whole And then, like, honestly, four or five pages in, you're like, oh, okay, he's gone. I All wonder right, if this wow. book is famous because of that and
0: also because of the ending. Yeah. Because both of those feel like the most, like, standing out mm, parts of for this. For sure. I also quite like Rose, like, oh, will she kill herself? Will she not? That's good tension. That's like a good kind of like... (laughs) It is good that a narrative has tension. Yeah, but it's interesting tension. It's not like, oh, no, are they going to get caught? It's not like usual tension. It's like... I don't know. It's a, It's a. There's a lot. A lot more writing on it, I think, which I, I quite like. And yeah, it does make sense. He's like, I'm not a Catholic writer. I yeah. am a writer that is Catholic. Though. Yeah, because it is kind of a criticism of faith.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's or kind of on the questions
0: mark. the power of faith and whether or not like you should let it dictate so much of your life. Yeah, or
1: yeah. the, the different ways to look at it because they're both kind of driven by their Catholicism, but mm. Pinky focuses more on hell and damnation whereas a rose is more focused on heaven and forgiveness yeah yeah yeah, the yeah two different ways he's trying to be like ah whatever i'm gonna go there but <laughs> yeah. she's like well we could avoid going well there. we might <laughs> not yeah well no nah,
0: it's too bad too yeah bad. too bad i yeah. mean also fair enough because like she's 16 and a waitress and he's mm. i'm 17 and i've killed at this point one guy but <laughs> yeah. probably two yeah so you, well i guess it's just through context you find out that he's the one that actually killed
1: Hail. Hail, or do you never know? Well, I think they. Uh, I think it was
0: just like a joint bashing, like a group, similar to what yeah, happens. Yes, Spicer I think, and... and
1: maybe he was strangled. I think it was implied. Okay. Hmm. okay, yeah. What a book! What a book! Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about? I usually get uh, the guests to score it out of five, and why break with tradition? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Right, again,
0: either a strong three point five or a light four. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, I, <laughs> I sort of agree with that. Like, yeah. I, I think it's the kind of thing that. Like For its time, if I was reading this in 1937 or whatever, it would have blown my socks right yeah, off. Yeah. My old timey socks would have <laughs> shot straight through my <laughs> God shoes. You get one done fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree. Like, a really a fun, engaging story. Like, I reckon it would have made a priest mad at some point. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's always a plus. Um, Apparently, I was reading about Graham Greene. He said for a while he hated being. Seen as a Catholic writer because it made Catholics too forgiving. Like he couldn't do he could do no yeah. wrong because he would talk about Catholicism in the books, and they'd be like, "Great, we're represented." <laughs> but then it would make anyone who wasn't Catholic too critical of him. Yeah, be <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, they're not, preachy yeah, shit think, yet again." Yeah, preachy or yeah, you just you're, you're preaching to you know you're the converted. You just yeah. you just want yeah. these Catholic sales, and he's like, "Well, I'm just writing what I know." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and
1: what I know is an idiot boy that falls <laughs> yeah, off a
0: cliff. Yeah, but this is on a boy. I knew in real life. But he went because
1: he wrote for like seven decades. He went. Through a variety of styles so I think yep. these these are seen as like he's more uh, popular yeah okay. accessible sort of crime stuff and then he wrote other things later on yeah uh, but I'm going to give it so you guys yeah I think I'm going to say on a, about a four oh, a, you know I'll go with 3.5 so
0: yeah. then it ends up becoming a well yeah a strong 3.5 yeah. or a, a light four between us yeah
1: okay fantastic well I'm also going to give it a four yeah, yeah it's a good book God. yeah I enjoyed
0: <laughs> that wrecks my
1: rating system <laughs> sorry <laughs> But the real question is, is it vintage grain? Oh, I uh, it's
0: vintage it's big grain. time vintage Whoa, grain. Wow! wowee, that's vintage Mama grain. Mamma mia. Mamma mia, indeed. <laughs> That's the kind of book you want to sniff like a big cigar. Oh, that's vintage (laughs) green. I was like, where is that sentence going? And not where I was expecting. Sort of nowhere.
1: (laughs) I'd like to also give a shout out to Joel Martin for suggesting this, and I hope that this can also help you to impress a girl someday. Yeah, Yeah. Joel Martin, I hope you enjoyed that there was another Joel on this episode. So not only did you get your
0: suggestion done, but a guy with your name and read that book you like, or at least used to flirt...
1: Yeah. Was here too, yeah. and his good friend Jackson, Australian Joel. Yeah, <laughs> here I am. Yeah, and if we want to hear more of Australian Joel and Jackson Bailey, you do lots of podcasts. That's together. true, a disgusting amount. If you want to hear both of us together,
0: we have Plumbing the Death Star, which is a comedy pop culture show. It's nonsense but popular, so check it out if you don't already know it. Uh, we have Baseless Speculation, which is basically it's kind of like similar to like a trailer breakdown. But thing. With, with, with with no actual knowledge of sort of what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, think about watching a video on YouTube. It's also a podcast, you yeah. should make that very clear. Where it's like, oh, here's 10 things you missed watching this trailer. We're like, what if we could try and just nut out what the plot <laughs> of this movie would be after we watch this trailer yeah. once? with I no you v-
1: Try and guess the... Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's baseless speculation yeah, we, about a thing.
0: About that an upcoming project, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, um,
1: we've been right in the past, and yeah, wrong. And, wrong. <laughs> and we also
0: host a Thumb Cramps, which is a video game review podcast. Mm, that's true. Um, which also, is, has yeah. the same tone as all of our other shows which means that we are reviewing games but are we really? yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're all over the place um, fantastic and all those are at out. sanspantsradio.com that's it absolutely for sure
1: awesome well thank you so much for joining me of course on Brighton Rock
0: Thanks for having me. It's us. great to be here on Brighton it's Rock. It's been a pleasure. This Brighton is Rock. a far more enjoyable experience than that movie, I Hate Baby Driver, which features a song, Brighton Rock, by band I also true. hate That's Queen. true.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to finish on. Thank you so much. I'll be back with another book real soon. But until then, as I always say, I will say, books forever! <laughs>